This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, uh, and the show that always deserves to have a guard of honour. Uh, so yesterday was far more about what happened off the pitch than on it. A tale of two captains, uh, as Stevie Mee wiped out JT's opener after five minutes and what had the feel of a rather meaningless match. Uh, many of the players looked like they needed a holiday, and who can blame them? Good job that most of the entertainment was off the pitch with the guard of honour, the ovation for Steve Gerrard and his pissy post-match comments about it. Oh, and Diego Costa showed us that he is, in fact, a man of the people by sitting with the supporters in the East Stand. Uh, I'm, of course, Stamford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is The Chelsea Football Fancast on the beach. Said in a Chris <laughs> Rea type voicey thing. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, time to introduce my wonderful guests tonight. They are, in no particular order, the lovely Dan Silver. Evening, mate. How you doing? I'm good. That, that was that was so good that actually Clive yeah. applauded. I, yeah. I'm not sure if he was applauding me or you, but anyway, how Dan. are you? Yeah, really well. Really well. <laughs> Thank you, Clive. Very happy. Yeah, I mean, we are. We're just week. kind of like sonambulantly happy at the moment, yeah, I think. Big we? smile on the face all week. Working with Arsenal fans is oh, great. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, we have actually got with us, we have got Clive O'Connell, the man who is the driver on the wing. Good evening. Yeah, are you all right? I'm all right, yeah. How many death threats have you had after your cl- driver on the wing <laughs> article last week? Something has been quietened down. The comment section hasn't been closed off, but I think that the um, moderator isn't allowing anyone's isn't allowing any of them through so there haven't been any comments of late which is a pity but still you know what the rules are Clive you write about Liverpool you get death threats it's that simple (laughs) Uh, and a man who knows all about this because of course he mugged me off by getting me to write in the mail online to mug uh, Liverpool fans off knowing full well that I would be receiving a sack full of death threats you're fantastic wonderful I am so glad to see him back on the show Charlie 
the Hurricane oh, Skillen. <laughs> I, get, <laughs> I get called the Hurricane in my other Moonlighting gig. Yeah. I don't want to be called the Hurricane. Well, I'm very disappointed because we just had a couple of pints in the pub yeah. before we kicked off. And I was, I was quizzing you about this uh, subriquet. The uh, the hurricane yeah. and, and annoyingly there is no rhyme or reason it's, to it, is there, Charlie? Uh, Rory Jennings, who, who uh, lots of people may know as the uh, the face of the Chelsea fans channel on YouTube, decided to just make this up out of the blue. Um, and then now I've got a load of kids from all around the world tweeting me calling me the hurricane, so that's quite nice. But uh, I mean, as nicknames go, there, there's definitely worse ones. But it's uh, it's lovely to be back on the show, Chidge. Cheers. It's absolutely fantastic to see you do. Now, uh, without further ado, on the show tonight, we will be kicking off with the ratings for the Liverpool game. Uh, We'll be awarding our man of the match. We'll be talking about Ruben Loftus-Cheek's debut. And uh, we'll also be asking how on earth can we replace the irreplaceable JT. Um, After that, we'll be discussing the fact that many Chelsea players look like they need a holiday. They are not the only ones. I certainly do. And, of course, whether Cho- Jose will give them a rest by playing more of the youngsters next week. Um, and, of course, uh, I, something I noticed, actually, because, you know, I, I, I saw Glenn Hoddle after the match talking about Eden Hazard, and he kind of put forward the theory that perhaps uh, Hazard should play through the middle. So we'll have a chat about that as well. Uh, we'll then be looking back on the guard of honour and the ovation for Steve Gerrard. Should we have a guard of honour and should we have applauded Gerard? We will try and answer those questions for you. Uh, and to wrap up, we'll have our usual Chelsea Fancast roundup. Now, don't forget, you can, of course, tweet at Chelsea Fancast or post on the live chat page at mixler.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen Fancast during the show to tell us what you think about the games and anything else Chelsea related. And, of course, I will do my best to ignore every single <laughs> one of them, as I always do. Right, now, for those of you who have been listening uh, for the last few weeks, you will know that uh, after the Chelsea Fancast show, uh, the podcast, I like to uh, zoom over to the other side of the room and uh, do something that they call Me, Me TV. That's M-E-E-M-E-E-T-V. Now, uh, this means that uh, you can basically carry on chatting to me and ask me any questions. I think the first one in the evening tonight will be, why is the sound all horrible? Uh, I wish I knew the answer to that. But anyway, um, basically, you could talk to me about anything that we've talked about on the show, and I'll uh, I'll sit in there for about half an hour. It works very, very much like a Google Hangout. Um, so basically, if you've got a webcam or you've got a laptop or a desktop with a web- webcam and a mic, you can join in. Uh, it's very, very easy to do. All you have to do is go to me, M-E-E, M-E-E dot TV, and uh, you can sign up to uh, to them, and then you go and... Find the Chelsea Fancast site on there, and then you just press uh, enter early and watch. And then when you actually get in there, all you have to do is request to chat. And then uh, request to go on stage, and I will do the rest. But, I mean, basically, you've got to have a desktop or a laptop to do it. I do, att- I do intend to do one tonight, because uh, I missed out last week, because my voice was basically completely finished by the end of a two-hour show. But I think I'll be all right this week. So, please join me in Mimi... Uh, .tv Now before we get on with the other stuff uh, very quickly um, a very big shout out to the lovely Andy Silverman who uh, is a great mate of the show as we all know and uh, I think Andy's having back surgery tomorrow isn't he? Yeah I think he's finally Mm. getting his long overdue operation so all the best mate Yeah all the best to Andy See you on the other side We love you lots good luck with that mate and we'll be thinking of you Now uh, okay about time we talked about some bloody football after all of this seems like ours doesn't it Anyway after this little sting we will do just that (laughs) 
Right, uh, as you all know, uh, we like to do a few ratings, which, of course, I nick uh, com- comprehensively from uh, the ESPN <laughs> website. And, and this week, I'm delighted to say it's my great mate, Mark Worrell, who has uh, written them, and for whom you should address all of your umbrage if you don't like what he wrote. But I'll go through them very, very quickly. They are Courtois, he got seven. Luis, he got seven. Terry got eight. Zuma got six. Ivanovic got six. Mikel got five. Loftus Cheek got seven. Hazard got six. Fabregas got seven. William got six. Remy got six. And the substitutes Cahill got seven. Matic got seven. And, uh, well, Quadrado, it says, has just got a line. I, I think that means that he was so crap that he couldn't even register his... No, 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 no. No, no, no I'm, only, I'm only joking. He hardly made a mistake in the time he... He hardly made a mistake in the time he was on. I'm only joking, Clive. It's a bit of humour. Okay. Don't be so oversensitive. No, I mean, basically, the rule is, if you don't get on the pitch for more than about 10 minutes, you don't get a mark. I mean, obviously, the first thing I really wanted... I mean, were they, are they reasonable, uh, yeah, Charlie? I, yeah, no, no, I, I, I think they are very much so. I think uh, Terry gaining an eight is, is, is bang on. I think Mikel possibly a little harsh with a five. Really? Yeah, you know, I, I think it was it was just a professional performance. Our season is over. You know, it, it's we were not playing Burnley. I mean, I know we all have a joke at Liverpool, but... Do you know what? It's, I, it's, it's, it's a good side who theoretically still could have got in the Champions yeah. League. So it's a professional performance and one that we easily could have won. And the, fir- the first half performance especially was very decent. Let me, let me just read you what Mark said about Mikel and why he gave him a five. Because, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm known as somebody for the first two or three years of Mikel's career completely hated him and then thereafter completely loved him, not least for his performance in Munich. But uh, Mark says, loved and loathed by fans in equal measure... The Nigeria international failed to impose himself with any authority in midfield and was often bamboozled by Gerard, who lost him when finding the space to score a game to forget. Yeah, were, Mikel and Cahill were both very, very dodgy on, on that goal. Ger- Gerard, I think, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about it later, but I actually think he played, he played quite well, as best I've seen him play for a, a while, certainly against mm. Chelsea. Mm. That's a fair point. What do you reckon, Dan? Yeah, I think <coughs> ratings are spot on. I think you know, Mikel was Mikel. You know, he's obviously got something about him because you, all the managers, top managers like Jose, uh, Carl, Carl and Schoch, they all rated him. So he obviously does something. I think he's maybe a footballer's footballer. We don't necessarily mm. see what he brings to the team. He doesn't do much wrong, but then again, he doesn't have these worldy passes or this fantastic, you know, through balls. He just does a, a job and he's not ever going to be an eight or nine out of ten player. I very, very famously said of Mikel once, if you don't understand what Mikel brings to the team, you don't understand football. Yeah. You could say the same about Jukanovic when he played. Yeah. He was berated by the supporters. But he was, he was rubbish. I'm not sure he was that rubbish. I, I, I remember him playing at Ipswich away. In he did play very well that game. And that he, game. Pl- he played very well against Man United as well. Joke, joke on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing pretty well as well uh, as Watford. As Watford manager, yeah. Well, I think the biggest problem with him was the adjustment to the pace of the British game. He was the wrong side of 30 when he came. He was yeah. a stopgap for Di Matteo. Yeah. So. And also, I think a lot of... It works. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And I think a lot of supporters at that time, before McAlealy came along, didn't understand what the McAlealy position was. Well, no, I mean, were, if, yeah. if, if you look at Deschamps, that, that was probably yeah. the best example of that. And Dennis Wise had his best season that season with Deschamps. Absolutely. Yeah, sitting alongside him. Uh, OK, where are we? Um, Scores. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. He made his debut. And I think, you know, of, of, of a game that was fairly kind of, well, like, you know, who gives a shit. Uh, that was for me was the most notable thing that the young lad 
or as Brian Clough would say, Clive, that young man made his debut for Chelsea. And he did 27 passes with a 100% completion rate, which isn't yeah. bad going. But does that mean anything? Well, when you compare him to some other players on the pitch, like Lampard, Lambert, no, Lambert, sorry. Or Lambert, Lampard even. Or, but yeah. Lambert, who I think uh, achieved... Something like seventeen passes with eighty percent success. Mm. Yeah, but remember, he's, remember, he's remember, position, La- obviously, and he's remember Lambert used to work used to work in a beetroot factory. To be fair, <laughs> that's fair enough. But Loftus Cheek has been with Chelsea since he was eight, which makes him kind of going back even younger than John Terry. I just predated Abramovich as well. Yes, oh, possibly Ooh. he's nineteen. No, 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 no. same time. Yeah, God, that's depressing, isn't it? Uh, but I just <laughs> thought he had an outstanding game. He did. Yeah. Very simple. He looked for the ball well. He was strong. A couple of good tackles. I thought he had a really, really good game. Yeah. Yeah, very, well, very encouraging. I mean, that, that was the key for me. He was so ready to win the ball and he wanted the ball all the time. He, he didn't come in and, you know, shy away from it and, and get lost. And, you know, when, and we all kind of joke and whatever. You know, he's up against Stephen Gerrard. He's up against an England midfield and Jordan Henderson. He's playing next to John O'Reilly McHale, who's played in World Cups and Champions League finals. Uh-huh. It's very easy in that situation to shy away, but he's not. He yeah. he wanted yeah. the play to go through him. He was eager for the ball, and he was uh, he was he was very very good. He was, he was understandably raw, but um, and he, but, yeah. he he almost made a suicidal pass, but. Uh, I was very impressed. No, I, I think he was I, just challenging. I think yeah. it was Cahill he passed it back yeah, to you. Yeah. I think he was just, you know, just checking. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still awake. So he's still awake, he yeah. Just, he, was no. com- he was comfortable and confident. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. He, was, he, was, he was very good. He was very well. Noticed, uh, at the youth final recently, there was some spectacular football there. But you got the feeling that some of those kids, however graceful they were on the pitch and on the ball with all the space that they had, up against the physicality of Premier League football weren't probably quite ready for it. Yeah. But he showed he had yeah. enough well, to, he's, to cope he's with He's got it. the physique yeah. and the, yeah. he looks like a real solid you know, young man. I mean, he's strong. I just thought, you know, it's very, very encouraging. And he's probably going to get some more game time against West Brom. I hope so. so. Mm. I mean, yeah, the, I think the thing that struck me and the thing that I was most impressed by, and, and I think, I mean, Charlie came out with a really interesting point actually in the pub beforehand, but, you know, what really struck me about it, I thought it was a really solid display. It wasn't spectacular. I didn't expect no. spectacular. No. But he, he didn't look out of place. He didn't look phased at all. I, I mean, one thing that caught my eye beforehand was that Mikel was constantly in his ear beforehand, yeah. which is a nice thing to see because you, you want the senior players to be clearly giving him confidence but I, yeah. I, I, I did find it somewhat ironic but, um, <laughs> but, then, but then again that job by Mikel maybe gives him more than five points in the so he gets, an, he gets an extra point for, for mentoring for mentoring yeah. yep. okay there we go now you were saying in the pub something very interesting because of course you know he got hauled off after 60 minutes yeah uh, explain well, what you, you I mean, were no, I mean lo- lots of people yourself included were, were a bit gutted that he went off in, instead of Mikel going off but you know it was I'd I think the only doubts about him at the minute, from, from what I hear, is that whether he can play ninety minutes. Um, I I don't think there was. I don't think playing him in that game was to get him ninety minutes of football. I think it was to show. Uh, it was to show him off. Basically, it was to show off that there is a structure in place for the academy. You know, it, it's it, it was a it was a nothing game for for, for Chelsea's point of view. Anyway, there was no. There, there was no real point to having him knacker himself out for 90 mm. minutes and, and and that is the kind of the one thing that I have heard about him everyone raves about him thinks he's the best things in sliced bread but there are doubts at the minute whether, whether he could, whether he is up to playing mm. 90 minutes having said that you know I think he did fantastically I think that you know it, 
like I say, it was to show him off. And in that, you know, the games are so fast paced that there was no need to have him on for 90 minutes. Mm. It was, you know, to get him a good, well, solid hour of Premier League football. I think to be fair, Charlie, I, I, you know, I, you know, certainly in the second half, it was crying out for a change. And yeah. uh, Mourinho, I think, quite rightly put Matic on. Yeah. You know, at the time, without without having had the benefit of your beautiful insight and knowledge, I would have, I <laughs> would have, so. I, I would have, I would have taken Mikel off and put Matic in next to Ruben Loftus Cheek. But now, hearing what you have to say, I, I can accept. But I mean, that. Even, even any player on his debut, unless it's like an established international, very, very rarely going to play ninety minutes mm. for a new club. You know, Loftus Cheek. You know, we we were all delighted he started. Yeah. He was never ever going to play ninety minutes of that yeah. game. He was always going to be one of the substitutes. Good, but it was nice that he came on at the beginning rather yeah. than coming on no, off, exactly. coming on off oh, for 60 oh, minutes, which totally, is totally. much more what I expected to totally. happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. any, any, any player on their debut, you know, working into the team, you know, looking looking to get a good solid... I mean, come on, he ain't bloody Roy of the Rovers, is yeah, he? Yeah, well, there you go. But there you go. Talking of Roy of the Rovers, uh, I think if there is anybody who is close to Roy of the Rovers, albeit, not say, goal-scoring number nine uh, with blonde 1970s hair... Uh, so actually, he's nothing like him at all, really. But JT, <laughs> JT, mate. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, a, 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 I mean, we're going to do this in a minute. But arguably, my man of the match, fantastic goal. Uh, that makes him the highest scoring uh, defender yeah. in the PL uh, of all time, uh, yeah. which is brilliant. Because as we all know, football was only invented in yeah. 1992. Um, what more can you say about him? I, I mean, the, the thing that worries me most, Dan. We were talking about this in the pub beforehand. How do you replace JT? How do you replace the irreplaceable? We had this problem a year or two ago with Lampard saying, how can we replace yeah. it? But actually, I think JT is more irreplaceable. Yeah, I, think, I think so. Lampard was phenomenal. John Terry is, is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of player. You very rarely see a one-club man so good, so consistent for the best part of 16 years. The inspiration, the leadership, the reading of the game. I mean, he's, never, he's never had pace. There's one criticism. He's never been the fastest, but the way he reads the game... I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know where there is. Is there a young John Terry out there? I don't mm. know. It just, I really don't know. It is frightening. And yeah. I, mean, he, I mean, you know, Jose was quizzed about this after the match to say, is this his best season with him? I mean, you know, Jose wasn't going to come out and say definitively yes. But I think mm. the reading behind between the lines, I think he was pretty much saying that, Charlie, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he, he's he's a very kind of different type of defender than, than he was in Mourinho's first spell. He used to be the one that would rush forward, you know, charge in, oh, arms action, up in the air, Jackson. you know, right. 10 bookings a year. And, and and he was fantastic at that. But now he's he's that bit older. He's the one that kind of reads the game. He lets Cahill go and clatter into people. And, you know, I, f- I think it's been his best season. And mm. I think, um, I mean, I would say it is his best I season, think Charlie. I always I think it's his, his, most Im- his most impressive season of his career. Mm. That I've, you know, do, do, you know, do you know what I like most about it? Uh, watch, watching JT play at the moment, and, and I think this, this kind of bears out what you're saying, Charlie, and I, I, I would agree. I think it is his best season. But uh, just if you get the chance, all right, people out there, in the next two matches where the results don't really matter, uh, it's all a load of baloney, we should all be on holiday... But I tell you what, just spend the next two matches watching JT for 90 minutes. Have your own personal player cam, yeah. <laughs> all right, for the next two matches. And just watch JT because you may never see the like again. And, I, and, and what particularly caught my eye yesterday, uh, you know, Liverpool had a, but, you know, they, they were all right in the second half. They gave it a bit of a go. But the organisation and the leadership that John Terry brings there, he's just organising everything. He's got, getting everybody in the right position. He's pointing here, pointing there. And, and, you, and you know, whenever Liverpool mounts an attack, 
you had a line of four in the defence with JT organising it. Mm-hmm. He was sorting the midfield out, telling them. I mean, it's just if you if you love football, and actually if you're a football purist, you cannot fail to love that. That no, is not, what yeah. great great footballers do. It's it's wonderful think, to watch. One thing I've noticed this season as opposed to last season is that last season it seemed that the common theme was everyone gave the ball to JT and then he would then move it from there. This season, it's not coming just to him, but he's directing where it goes, mm. which show, which is a far more useful role and also takes out the vulnerability of he's getting the ball all the time. Mm. I mean, the other thing you can't underestimate about Terry this season is, you know, he's in, t- in terms of the change room and also playing-wise, he's got no Lampard in front of him. He's got no check behind him for most of the season. Yeah. He's got no Cole to the left of him. You know... Th- Immediately, that, that stuck is, in the middle with yeah. you. Yeah. But no, that's 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 hundreds and hundreds of Chelsea games at all levels. It's hundreds of international caps. It's leadership in the dressing room. And I think it actually contributed massively to us bringing Drogba yeah. back. Jokers to the you left know, of him, Jokers to the right. You know, I mean, I and he and he's completely taken that mantle. He's always been the team's leader, but you're still you're still shedding all that experience. Yeah. I say what's absolutely crucial for, for us is to keep him on in the club in a coaching capacity because I think yeah. he's going to be an absolutely phenomenal number two under Joe. So he lives mm. and breathes the club and I think he, keeping him on the sideline with that enthusiasm, that leadership yeah. will be a fantastic asset mm. for us. And I think yeah. he could uh, potentially be a future Chelsea manager. Yeah, I think so. Hope so. Uh, well, let's hope so. I, I still think it's going to be a huge ask to replace him because you're not just replacing a player, you're replacing a leader. An and, and, and that's, you know... Going to be very scary for us lot. Now, uh, I just want the, the final thing before we go to a break and talk about uh, the game in a little bit more detail and an order I manage the match, of course, is, is Remy. And I, and I just want, I, I said it, saying it to Charlie in the pub mm. before, I, I was really disappointed by Remy because I think he's a really talented player and, and, I, and I love the fact that he's a different kind of striker from the kind of striker that we're used to. And I, I thought yesterday was a a wonderful chance and a wonderful opportunity for him to really stake a claim for next season because I know there's a little bit of rumour that he might be on his way out. And, and I just think he failed to do that. I mean, uh, Clive, what, what do you reckon? He's come back from injury. He didn't, hasn't played a huge amount this season. He just wasn't absolutely cutting-edge match fit, I don't mm. think. And that showed. I don't think it's... You know, Marino was talking about some players being tired. He was at the other end of the spectrum. He just simply hasn't yeah, played not much. Yeah, yeah, and you can't judge someone just on a performance like mm. that. I just just thought some of his sorry, Dan. I just yeah. thought some of his positioning and his and his runs were a bit haywire, and he, and he just didn't seem to be trying to get on the end of things. You know, uh, you know, there are there are a lot of times when either Hazard or or Willian had had you know got beyond the last Liverpool defender on on, on the wing. And it was just crying out, and they were putting a ball across, and it's just think, well, you're a striker, you're a, you're, you're a goal pig, you know, get in there, <laughs> get in there, and get on the end of it, you know. Sorry, Dan, you were yeah, about I was going to say also, play. I think a couple of times he did make a couple of very good runs in the when we were attacking the Matthew Hard again, because obviously, game between Liverpool centre backs, he wasn't picked out. I think two or three times had they had the right ball, he had been thrown on goal. So on the flip side, yeah, he, he was poor on his toe, not on his toes a couple of times, but also I thought he did make some really good runs mm. and he wasn't picked up. But maybe it's because he hasn't played enough yeah. with the other players. I like him. Well. I mean, I think he's, oh, no, he's, he's a good squad player to keep, and yeah, hopefully, we can keep him. I definitely. mean, whether he'll be, if we get another top strike, he. If he wants to be number three, I don't know. I don't know how much he's motivated by money or or happy to sit on the bench. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Football is motivated by money? Surely yeah. Sorry, not. Yeah, apparently so. One or two. No. Am I just naive? All right, ladies. Uh, let's get to the point. Uh, man of the match. I mean, my nominations are a bit weird this week because I can't see past JT myself. But I've 
I've stuck Courtois in there because I thought he, he actually had a decent game. He had a few saves to make and he made them. I think actually, just a very quick aside, I thought the contrast between Courtois and that absolute muppet of the first degree, Madame Mignolet. They've got, uh, to, get, they've got to get rid of well, him. Well, that's Those why punches he was making. But that's why one's the number one Belgian goalkeeper and the other one's well, not. Well, there we go. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's the, that, the, the comparison, obviously, yeah. was, was writ large yesterday, wasn't mm. it? Anyway, so I've put Courtois in there. I've also put Fabregas in there, although I think his radar was a bit off. I think maybe I'm putting Fabregas in there largely because he really enjoyed the Fabregas is magic, yeah. he no, wears yeah. a magic hat in the corner because he was conducting it, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah no, he, he didn't enjoy it. So maybe I put him in for that. I don't think he had his best game, really. I think his radar was a bit off. But, uh, I mean, for me, it's JT, and, and there is no other contender at all, Dan. Yeah, I've got JT 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, yeah, obviously that would go. That would do. That would do for me, uh, Charlie. Terry all day long. Terry absolutely couldn't be anyone else. There we go. Terry's all gold, of course. There we go. Oh. Love to get on the fan cast, John. If you're listening, yeah, I, we yeah. will. We will get. We will get. He's in Dubai at the moment. He won't be yeah, listening. We'll no, no. We, 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 we've got friends ca- in Dubai. We'll catch we on the podcast. There. We can go there. We yeah. can go there. I'd love to get Fly JT. Back. I'd love to get JT on the podcast. Wouldn't yeah. that be brilliant? And Jose Mourinho. Oh, I had that, this, that would be. I had a kind of a weird. I mean, I'll tell you what. This match. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I was a bit. I was unable to make the match yesterday, which was hugely sad for me, as you can imagine. But uh, there were very good reasons for it, because my old man wasn't very well, so I went to see him in hospital instead. Um, so I watched it on TiVo about, uh, with an hour's delay, and it was such a dull match that I, I found myself kind of drifting off, as you do, wandering off into your own kind of thoughts. And I, and I kind of had this kind of waking dream that I would actually get Jose Mourinho on the podcast one day. So there we go. Remember where you heard it first. Bullshit or not, <laughs> you decide. He could walk from his He house. could. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. He lives up the road. I mean, I, he's a 15-minute walk from my mm. flat. Uh, obviously, I'm not in quite as salubrious surroundings as Joe. taxi, Joe. Is this, is this well, from your experience of stalking? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Well, I know where he lives. He lives up in Belgravia. Mm. He lives around the corner. Belgravia's up there on the other side of the road. We're in Pimlico. He's in Belgravia. The thing is, there's two-for-one burgers at that pub, so that's what he does. That's true. Days, yeah. And I'll just, I'll just to put a line on them, <laughs> Pimlico was built at the same time as Belgravia, Belgravia is where all the landed gentry lived, and Pimlico is where all the artisans and the servants lived. I rest oh. my case. I'm here to serve you, Jose. Man, of, man of the people. All right, now, after the break, and I'm sorry, by the way, for those of you listening on Mixer, I'm sorry it's been all over the place this first part, but I think we might have got the sound sorted out. We're going to have a quick break now, and I will, I will speak to you or, 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 or message you on there and just make sure you're all okay. But after the break, uh, we will be discussing the fact that many Chelsea players look like they need a holiday. And, of course, whether Jose will, in fact, give them a rest by playing more of the youngsters next week. And uh, would it be better to play Hazard through the middle? We'll see you in a sec. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Right, welcome back. I am uh, the Lord of the Manor. Not the Lord of the Dance, but the Lord <laughs> of the Manor. I am Stanford Chidge, and you've, you are, of course, listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. That was almost it Jonathan was, Kidd-like, wasn't it? It was the 100th birthday of the guy who wrote Lord of the Dance recently from which Carefree came that is a yeah. very wonderfully wonderful random fact indeed yes 
There you go. You see, the, here's a secret. You'll, you'll, you'll know the answer to this. But whenever I'm in a church, which is not very frequently, I hasten to add, say right. weddings, funerals, and that's about it, really. Uh, but when I, I am and somebody stupidly invites a Chelsea supporter along and they have Lord of the Dance, mm. I always oh. do yeah. carefree. <laughs> <laughs> There's another. There's another one, isn't there? There's another. another there's another song we've nicked from him. Kumbaya. No. <laughs> there's another song we've nicked from him. It might be fuck 'em all. Actually. Oh no, bread of heaven. No, not that one. No, there's another. There is another hymn that we. Land of hope and glory, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, we all follow the Chelsea. I always do that in the church, and I get an absolute elbow to the ribs from my wife. And you wonder. Who, you wonder who, why? Who, who, know, who always knows I'm about? And you can see her tensing up to go. Oh, no, no, no! Why they shoving the elbow? Shot and then the off elbow. I go. Carefree. No, shut up. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, moving on. Um, one, one of the things about. I mean, we've all been saying it actually, even in the first part. But it was a bit of a weird game. We've won the title. It doesn't seem to matter. But I thought Jose Mourinho made a wonderful point after the match. Actually, and he said that. Basically, those players that have played all season are absolutely knackered. Yeah. And the, the, the ones he's brought in who've hardly played at all are just not match fit, something we mm. were alluding to a minute ago, Clive. I think, he has a, I think he has a spectacularly good point there. And it, and it looked, it, there, was a, there was a whole kind of sense of knackeredness around the pitch, wasn't yeah. there? I mean, Hazard was just below his normal level, as was Fabregas. Judge Harry wasn't. It, it's after the Lord Mayor's show very much. It is, isn't it? I think they were set out not to lose more set a mark up for next season not to give Liverpool any kind of you know possible psychological advantage and I felt we were never in any danger of losing it but it was weird Hazard was definitely uh, his worst game for us for a long mm. time but mm. it, frankly it doesn't matter does it no, we it didn't lose it was, it was his worst. by the way Dan's just done the entire part in oh. about 30 <laughs> seconds well, I, need the well, I was going to so. say though it might <laughs> so we can all go home now Dan yeah, it might have been Hazard's worst game for a while but he did have some spectacular yeah. touches yeah. in there. There were yeah. a few sequences of play, but he also he had some spe- absolutely. He magical. also had some spectacular rickets. I mean, the, the number—I don't think I've ever seen Hazard in one game kick the ball into touch or, par- or, 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 or a pass going ten yards, you know, either side of the player he was aiming at, and he knew it, you know. But I think, I think, you know, I, I think this is something that's very underestimated, Charlie, about uh, professional football. Is it's not just physical tiredness; it's yeah, mental you, tiredness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. You've got, I mean. Especially a player like Hazard, who who controls all of our attacking play, basically, you know, he's he's got to be he's got to be so on it to, so you know, to if 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 he if something with him goes wrong, the whole move goes, and, and Liverpool are always going to be looking to counter attack. Mm. Uh, I I think Mourinho's comment, I think it, a, another sort of slightly thinly veiled dig at the at the real, you know, num, number one man to number twenty two man quality of his squad. I mean, he's clearly not been happy with that this year. That's why. You know the same twelve or thirteen players, which is played. which is why this because I was going to ask yeah. the question why are they say so bloody well, tired, that, but I that's mean, that, the answer, that, isn't that's it? That's why you know he's he's clearly, I, frankly, you know, apart from the real youngsters, I, I don't think I don't think he trusts those people in the middle. He clear, but he only has himself to blame there, Charlie. He he chose the squad. I mean, yes and no. I, I well, I hang think, on a minute. So do you think he wasn't involved in buying Quadrado? I I think he sanctioned the transfer. I think he wanted Scherler out. Robin, possibly hastily. I, th- I, I kind of think Sherlock wanted out. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a transfer that worked for for everyone. You know, he, he Mourinho had criticised him this season. He wasn't getting in the side, but I mean, he, no one can sit here and argue that Quadrado's offered more than Sherlock has. No, well, no, I would have well, kept Sherlock. Well, but yeah, but then hindsight's wonderful. Thing. Absolutely right. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. I think is saying that is quite pointed. You know, he will be unless we get like a Pogba or a Bale. 
the signings we make in the summer will be, you know, uh, I think squ- the, squad the, squad players. We, which, we which could, basically, I, I don't think we've had all. I season. believe we'll have one marquee we've, we've signing. Had, we've we've had a first eleven, and a, you know, a couple of a couple of supplement players. But I mean, we, look, look, we, that, we that, haven't been able to have that rotation. So I, I think that comment from Mourinho is a little kind of pointer of things to come. Right. That that having been said, I I actually thought. Uh, I thought we played, you know, in spells in the first half. I thought we actually played quite well. I, th- I thought it was a good performance. You know, and uh, I think the second half, Liverpool, you know, gave it a go yeah. and, and tried to have a go. But um, I think what amused me most, which of course, you know, no, no guesses for why it amused <laughs> me, but we basically just shut the game down. He brought Matic on, shut the game down. Mm. Come on then, come and score. We know you can't. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and, and, and actually, it looked like that. I mean, Liverpool were wonderfully threatening in that kind of... You know, basically area from their 18-yard area to our 18-yard area. Mm. And they got there and they were just snuffed out every time. It was wonderful to see, actually, Clive. But at the same time, if you looked at corners, and when we had corners, they had everyone back in the box. Mm. Whereas when they had corners, we had uh, a couple of players up, Mm. ready to make a counter-attack if you needed to. And that was a difference of attitude as well. They were just, they were defending doggedly. They were parking their bus. I mean, here's the thing, though. I mean, we're all kind of... Gently, I, know, I wouldn't say criticising at all, really, but we're, we're, we're kind of recognising the fact that there was a real, you know, end of term mm. feeling to it yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't blame them for that at all. But, but I think the, you know, I said this in the pub to you before. You know, I, the, the last twenty minutes of that game, I was going, you know, whatever you do, don't bloody lose this game. This is, you know, it might be after the Lord Mayor's show, but this is against Liverpool. I'm not having us losing no, to Liverpool in a match work which we should never lose. I yeah. didn't feel any danger. As soon as they took Lambert off, who was maybe their one possible threat with a head, they just looked very poor. They brought on their, the young kids, Sinclair. They, again, they rely on pace, and we defended so deeply that Sterling couldn't get behind us. Continue had a lot of the ball, but again, he wasn't effective. He didn't have any kind of killer passes. I really didn't think any danger that we're going to lose. In fairness, if we hadn't given away that stupid goal, we probably would have won it. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, you know, it, it was it was important not to lose that much, Charlie, but I think Dan's got a point. We we never really looked as though we might. Although no. I, I'm just sort of getting nervous in my old age. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think if you were feeling like that, I think Mourinho would have instilled it into them so deeply that that, that wasn't a game to lose. Might not have been a game to you know go all out and win, but I think, you know, he... he, he does not want to lose. You know, he, 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 he hates losing. He, he hates losing. He, he hates losing friendlies. You know, I um, think actually the song, uh, you know, we're the best behaved supporters in the world when we win, mm. but we're a right bunch of bastards when we lose. Could have been written about Mourinho, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you think? No, he, if you look at his statistics, he doesn't lose no. games. He loses no. so few. Yeah. Um, the league table shows how few he's lost compared with how many QPR have yeah. won. Yeah. It's well, remarkable. That, actually, that wouldn't be hard, would it? Well, I don't know. I'm surprised that QPR have won more than we've lost. Yes, I, I, we should. We should. By the way, we should collectively acknowledge the fact that QPR got stuffed six 0 by City, which relegates them. Yeah, which let's is have a, a minute, minute's laughter. A minute's laughter. <laughs> okay. Ready? One, two, three. three. <laughs> okay. Enough. Enough. Let's not uh, kick a dog too much when it's down. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the end of the day... Oh, actually, I know what I wanted to ask you, actually, because we were talking about Ricky Lambert, weren't we? And there's yeah. been some appallingly... Uh, I mean, was it Al Murray who wrote, the, who started this rumour or something? Because it was, it was highly comedic that, that Ricky Lambert was a target of Chelsea's in the summer. Well, if he, <laughs> if, if he was, he certainly failed the audition yesterday, didn't yeah, he, Charlie? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's not one that the Mail reported. 
it, it, it is interesting though because it, it, these new homegrown rules mean that it, in particular City and Chelsea are going to have to buy. I mean, maybe not so much us. City and City for certain are going to have to buy English players. Yeah, and that, that, that's that, that's why players like you know, admittedly, who's had a good season, someone like Aaron Cresswell, we very much in demand. Danny Rose, who is not a good player, is going to be. In, well, he's, 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 he's a Tottenham player. Of course, he's not a good not, player. No, no, and he, he's going to be in demand as well. And he, you know, even someone like Ricky Lambert, if 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 they think they can, I, you know, I really don't think it's off Chelsea, but if if a, a bigger team can think they can get something out of him, or even if they can't, even if they just want to fill in, that's what makes this homegrown yeah. rule so ridiculous. Is that is that instead of looking for the instead of looking for players that can better your team and your squad you think oh well he qualifies as English so we'll just mm. pay 10 million for him it's ridiculous I'd like to take a punt on Milner I well, think so he's a squad player so, so would I absolutely yeah, Milner, yeah. Milner is actually he, he is a really good squad player but the, the, the trouble for poor old Milner is he doesn't want to be a squad well, though, player I mean the, the whole reason he's leaving City yeah, is, is you know, he's not he getting a, the he's games a, he's a, I mean you know with my England hat on not my Chelsea hat on you know, I, 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 I can see, again, for, for real kind of pure football re- reasons, mm. you can see what Milner brings to a team. He's a very selfless player. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and, and for that reason alone, I think he's worth it. But, you know, Will, see, if I'm Milner, sorry, slight tangent here, guys, but, <laughs> you know, if I'm Milner, I don't want to go to another huge club where I'm going to sit on the bench. No. I, I would actually say, you know, I've got enough money in the bank. You know, mm. I'm going to go to a shit club. He could or go a, back to Leeds, you know, or a club, you know, a club that's not going to win the league. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to Stoke, or I'll go to Palace, or something he like doesn't, that. He and I will make them a much better team. I don't, I don't think he even has to go that low. I think he will I mean, go. To okay, South. Spurs. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think, I think, I think <laughs> he's, like, he's very much a northern boy. I think you're just getting silly north. now. I know. Yeah. Um, okay, talking of silly, uh, not at all really, because um, there is no Jonathan Kidd this week, as you probably figured out. Um, it was lovely to see Ruben Loftus Cheek uh, get a start. Uh, yesterday um you know we all we all love to see our you know one of our many fantastic young players getting a chance uh jose i think has already come out and said that izzy brown and aki will play against uh west brom i mean uh, how do you feel about that dan i'm delighted i think it's, it's he he respects the premier league because west brom are not going to get relegated not going to move anywhere he feels it's, it's the right thing to do I think it's great I hope they get a good sort of 70-80 minutes mm. of course the other lovely thing about Izzy Brown is that he was at the West yeah. Brom Academy so he was, that's he was better yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that'll cause a bit of friction what, what do you think Charlie is it good to, would you like to see more of the youngsters get a chance over the next two games um, yes and no I, 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 th- I think it's, it's, it's good what I think he will do which is supplement the team with one or two of them I don't think we should put a whole bunch of kids out mm. because you know if they, they could easily get beat, especially by a Sunderland team that's going to be fighting for their lives. Um, I don't think it's going to be particularly good for their morale if, they, if they're going to get thumped. I also think that the players that have done so well this season deserve deserve the playing time. So you know, it's, yeah. especially like we said, people like people like Terry and Ivanovic and Hazard who have played in every game and they kind of deserve that accolade. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I'm I've always been a big fan of Ake. And I'm I'm really interested by by Izzy Brown, his kind of physicality and, yeah, he and he movement. So good you know a song about him. Well, yeah. I was, well, I was going to ask you about him. What you think about him first? Because you were at the youth final, weren't you? I mean, he He's and, brilliant, and, and he? last year as well. Yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. He's a player who really does look as though he can go somewhere. And let's hope he does. Mm. But it is that transition for the physicality that's the difficulty, which people forget. I, I, yeah. You know, I, I you know, I, I never played football at, at any sort of decent level, so it's very difficult for me to comprehend. But I think Charlie was spot on with what he was saying earlier. Actually, we forget that they are 
kids playing, trying to play not just a man's game, but as we all know, football is now full of very strong, powerful athletes. So, you know, I mean, actually, the interesting point is this. Is it look, I mean, you know, Quadrado's big problem is not that he's shit. It's that he's just not up to it physically in the league, isn't it? I, I would say. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look much good either, does he? But <laughs> yeah, but I think... I think <laughs> I, he has done it. Yeah, no, 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 he has. I think, he, I think he, the, or, the origins are in his lack of physicality, not in yeah. his lack of skill. I've seen him play in the World no, Cup. No, he, he was a super he, player. Yeah, he's played very well. You know, he's one of the best players in the Italian league up until he left, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think with him, I'm, I'm hoping he'll still be a, a good Chelsea player this time next season. I think he will get till January yeah. Yeah. To, to to prove, prove that it. he can be a, a valuable member of the squad. You know, but I mean, let's face it, that, that move's been a bit of a disaster. But, oh, sorry, go on, Clive. Charlie made an important point about the kids, and that is that mm. it would be terrible for them to come on against mm. West Brom and lose. And that's why you yeah. couldn't. Ivanovic was talking today about there being six yeah. kids who are right to come right to come through to the first tier yeah. mm-hmm. but it's got to be managed in a way that they come yeah. on and they feel like winners from day one and, and Mourinho yeah. will be the absolute yeah. master of that there's, no, there's no better I think he'll play Aki next to Matic I think he'll play Izzy Brown one of the wide roles and play maybe Williams role yeah. Yeah. 60 minutes see how we're doing yeah. if we're winning they'll keep them on do you know what I mean you know amongst it's very difficult to say really where, where most of the opprobrium against Mourinho and the youth players is coming from whether it's from you know, died on the wall Chelsea supporters who, who want to hark back to the days of Eddie McCready's Blue and White Army, or whether it's the media who are just finding another stick to beat him with. But I, I, I agree with you boys, actually. I, th- I think Mourinho, as you would absolutely expect because of the, the fantastic football manager that he is, mm. he's getting it just right for all of the right reasons. You know, he, he, he's not going to bring five, six youth players in. He's going to bring them in gradually, yeah. one by one, two by two, and, and manage it properly and I think that will bode well for the future and another important aspect is that everywhere that he's everywhere that he's managed before he's been there needing to get results immediately and probably not there for the long term Mm. even when he was at Chelsea before now he's somewhere where he a didn't need to get any results last year he didn't need to win any trophies (laughs) he's building up to winning trophies but also looking to a long-term future yeah I mean he'll he'll sign a new deal in the summer 2019 2019 yeah. yeah Well, I mean, I, I really want him to build a dynasty here. I really, I mean, if, if, if Jose Mourinho is here for a minimum of 10 years, then God only knows how many trophies yeah. we're going to I mean, win. And also, I mean, I mean, this is the, I made this point in, in the IBT article I wrote last yeah. week, is that, you know, people forget this, that just in, you know, two and a half, two and a half, three years of Mourinho, he created a team that carried on winning until 2013. Mm. Yeah. You know yeah. that 2013 the, the team it, yeah. was still basically Jose's team. Yeah, and Terry aside, the key players are young. They're 23, 24, yeah. 25. So, yeah. so eight yeah. years we got out of three years of work. Yeah, we get in for ten years. Yeah. Just think about how long that might go on for. Yeah, and I mean, it, f- from his point of view as well, I think you know Mourinho's critics would say it's the one thing missing from his CV as well. Creating a real kind of real kind of dynasty and legacy. I know you're you know close to quite a few of the old journos on the mail and stuff, so you you might have got an inkling of this. Mm. But do you think that's something that really plays on his? I mean, because you know, let's be under no illusion here. Jose's very very aware of his place in the game yeah. and his place in history. Yeah. Do you think he's aware of that? And perhaps that's something he wants to rectify. I think he I think he's a bit too egotistical for that not to play on his mind. Yeah. So you. Uh, so uh, no, yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, ab- absolutely. You know. I think. You know. He. He is in absolute awe of people like Ferguson, yeah, and that he and he and Paisley. He mentioned, um, yeah, it was yeah, mentioned yeah, the other yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he he wants 
I mean, for everything he says would would point to him wanting that. Having said that, he's he's very much a man that you know. I think if it you know touch wood it doesn't, but if it does go wrong in the next couple of years and and he does have a better offer, then he will go because he's he's that sort of bloke. Yeah. But you know, I, I I think it's absolutely missing from his CV, and I think it would be, you know, we've all grown grown massively bored of interim managers and chain you know ripping out yeah. the whole system again. And th- this thing about young players, I was I was talking to a journalist Chelsea mate of mine called Rick Sharma who I think I know Rick yeah, yeah yeah a lot of you know um, Ancelotti's second season Makakra made like 20 appearances that season Kakuta made 15 you know we um, there, there, were, there was other young players that, that that were in and around the team that year and because you know we, we sacked him ridiculously in my view mm-hmm. um, obviously that, you know that that whole agenda that whole system was completely well, d- complete, uh, you know, completely ripped yeah. up and and that generation of of youngsters would be it through attitude or lack of chances you know none, well, of, the, none of them yeah. ever play for Chelsea yeah. again I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I said this on the show the other week actually Charlie but I couldn't agree with you more I think the two biggest mistakes that Chelsea as a football club have made since Roman Abramovich took over one was hiring Rafa Benitez and yep. two was sacking Carlo Ancelotti yep. yeah. because yeah, you're right you know Ancelotti was was not only not only was he doing it i.e bringing in some of the talented youth yeah. but he was prepared to do it and yeah, exactly. how I mean frankly I blame blame, blame I blame Ron Gourlay for this I think if you'd have had a, a more able chief executive well, in the club I, think, yeah. I don't think it would have happened you know Ron was basically mm. a weak man yeah. you know and I and I can see him not putting up a substantial argument and it, but yeah. he's a weak man and a yes man that's what I'm really yeah. saying I mean it was, it was you know so we, we we didn't win the title on the was it the last day or the, or the it was Everton game? he got sacked in the corridor at Everton no, yeah, p- p- pathetic way to treat a treat a, you know and the, the, the bloke's now the manager of Real Madrid yeah, you, know. you know taking charge of Ronaldo and Bale and Benzema and all, all these players so and everybody in the game everybody in the game knew it I mean that yeah. tells you something yeah I mean An- Ancelotti's got flaws and that, that team I, I think I think what didn't Help him massively was the fact that that team's performances in Europe over the yeah. two well, it's Man United, over the two years over the two years was was pretty naff. I think it's you know, being forced with Torres as well. Yeah, t- yeah, the Torres thing contributed massively as well. But um, anyway, we're not on the hey, fan cast yeah. circuit 2011. Let's uh, yeah. If you want to know what we thought about it, just go yeah. back about two years, and yeah. uh, I'm sure uh, there'll be a fan cast where I moan Four, about yeah. it for about three episodes. Anyway, yeah. uh, just to wrap up this part, um, something that caught my eye yesterday. Uh, we're actually, uh, well, I mean, we talked a little bit about Hazard, but uh, one of the things that I thought was very interesting was, was Glenn Hoddle's comments, uh, where he decided that if you, you know, as we know, Hazard's been compared very favourably in the last few weeks to uh, Ronaldo and Messi, the two acknowledged uh, best players in the world at the moment. Uh, I don't think he's there yet, but I think he could well be. But Hoddle's point was that, you know, if he is going to become a genuinely world-class player of that ilk, then like them, and I admit, as we discussed in the pub, that they don't always play through the middle all of the time, but you know, they have taken on that role. They haven't always just been stuck out wide and being dumped with defensive duties. And I think, really, that's what Hoddle was saying. He was saying that if you are that good and you are that creative and you can be that much of a threat, you'll be much more of a threat if you're not lumbered with defensive duties. Uh, ironically, an area of of Hazard's game that has improved massively and made him into a much better player, you yeah. might argue. Yeah. But I mean, what, what do you think as a theory? Do you think do you think it has you know holds water and play, maybe play him in the middle, get the you know get get even more out of him? I, th- I think it's not so much you know whether 
whether that player plays in the middle, that player plays on the left, that player plays on the right, because they, they all interchange anyway. This is very true, especially yeah. the way kind of modern teams play. But I mean, if if Hazard, is, I mean, there's no question that Hazard is a world class player. It's almost with Ronaldo, Messi are, are on a different plane to everyone else. But I think it's it's that they're so much more ruthless and that they are given that license to to basically dribble and shoot whenever they want. They mm. they they get. They get or, the opportunity, or not, or not pass to Gareth Bale. Yeah, as the case well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, I think, I think the Spanish league's a lot different. You know, it's 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 easy to say because we we don't obviously watch them as as closely as as we do the English league. But you know, teams like Elche and Almeria facing Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah. You know, they, it, those games are they've done well to get away with a with us with a two or three nil. You know, whatever anyone thinks about teams like Burnley and QPR, that's just not the case in England. It's like, every every yeah. team's I mean, going I, for a point. I saw and, and Mourinho in English football, it, it, it just won't. Yeah. And and even Hazard's not that type of player. He's not. I mean, maybe he does want to be a bit more like that, but but I I, I don't think he will be that type of player. I, I think he is world class at what he does. I don't think Mourinho would want him to be that no, type of player no, exactly. either, because the whole ethos behind Mourinho is everybody. Tackles, mm. drop yeah. the tackles. Everybody. There's no I in team, Clive, but there is yeah. a me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, about the, it's about the discipline and discipline of roles, and also maybe Hazard, maybe mentally he's not quite at the same level because there's. I think one of the fans this month, somebody wrote an article, might have been. Um, not guilty, Your Honour. <laughs> I've got his name. Uh, no lesser man than Joe Tweeds. No lesser about, man than Joe Tweeds. Yeah, talking about um, how I think Hazard's father met with Mourinho, and he said, "You need to make my, my son, mm. you know." He's a great father. He's a great husband. I want you to make him a great footballer. So maybe Hazard, it's a mental side that's just lacking a little bit when it comes to being that ruthless. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, you know, still, even, even, I love him. even, I even yesterday, I, I got pissed off with the fact that, like, you know, Fabregas, I find, I, I find the chief offender of this, but, you know, don't ticky-tacky in, oh. the, in the bloody penalty area. Get a fucking shot off. Williams improved on that regard. because he, I, I love William. was at one you, stage just running around all over the place not, with no finish. Then Marina gave him a talking to, then he started shooting. And he brought in Cadrajo. Yeah. Stepped up his game. Yeah. Actually, I mean, you know, we're talking about Hazard, but we can, hey, this is the Chelsea fan cast. We can talk about what we want, you know. But I think there's an argument for saying that Willian is probably the most improved player at Chelsea this season. Absolutely. Yeah. He's been... And 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 I'd, like, I'd like to dedicate yeah. I'd like to dedicate that remark to at CFC away. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand him, can he? Um, yeah. He likes the song, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, the, the best thing you can say about Willian is, is there's absolutely no question that he will be in the first 11 next year. Um, I don't think you can say that of Oscar. I don't think you can even say Oscar would still be the club next year. Yeah, but you've um, got yeah, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. you've got a bit of an agenda here because I know you, you you think Oscar will be off because you think that he could be a good mate weight and a big deal. Possibly, but I I uh, you know I, is, this, is this why Sophie Rose no longer speaks to you? <laughs> no, um, oh, that's something oh, yeah. else. <laughs> she, she she does speak to me. She's very nice. Um, no, I I. I agree. I think William is is the most improved player this year. I think he's he's one of my. You make a good politician, <laughs> Charlie. Yeah. He, he, I vote for you. Thanks. Um, it's his work rate that's the most exciting thing about you know, him. It's just that he puts so much yeah, effort into I, it. He's playing with the enthusiasm yeah, and energy yeah. of the supporters. I think he's a Mourinho player. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. and take a player like that out of the side, and you soon you soon see what you miss. He's almost a modern day version of Joey Jones. <laughs> Who is? 
Well, for his work rate and Who? enthusiasm. Who? William. William. I'm, so, I'm sure I, that's... I, I tell you what, what we need to do is we need to... I mean, you know, we know that we can get hold of William. We know we have influence. I mean, you know, because we know he likes the song, obviously. Of course. Yeah, awesome. yeah. So I think somebody needs to get a message through to William that uh, for him to really improve next season... Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there... And it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He has to approach the Matthew Harding lower next season with clenched fist. Going, Come on, Chelsea! <laughs> he needs to give it a bit of that, and then, Absolutely, then he it. will be the modern day equivalent of Joey Jones. Mm. That would do I, it. And, and he needs to get tattoos. Isn't he? Like, <laughs> a few dragons yeah, on there. He's got a sailor's thing, hasn't he? He has. He's yeah. got an anchor, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Bless. I love Joey Jones. Yeah. And I can't. I could never believe. Sorry, we, we shouldn't go off on a nostalgic rant, but. Uh, you know, I could never believe that I loved Joey Jones, a, pl- a player who won the European Cup with Liverpool. But I, I and yeah, it was the fact that uh, I, I think mean, it's because he got sent off against Carlisle in that first match. Because <laughs> I've I've always been endeared to players who will try and kick somebody and get sent <laughs> off for it. You know, he, he was just so the only time I liked Torres when he got sent off against Swansea. <laughs> but there you go. We 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 are about to run over time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this part up with a very very quick question, which I want a yes or a no answer to, boys. Uh, I think that uh, poor old Hazard could do with a rest. He's done the job for us this season. Um, if I'm Jose, I would send him off on holiday uh, and not play him in the next team matches. Would you do that, yes or no, Dan? Uh, yes, but back for the trophy. Okay. No, send him two more games. Okay. I, I don't think he will rest him. I think he'll just keep him for the post-season tour to Australia as well because that's what sells tickets. Oh, that's a horrible that thing. I know. Very I'm afraid true. that's what very they're going to do. Harsh but true. All right. Very true. Clive, Clive's... Just brought us all down, but I still love him. Uh, we will be back in a minute, uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, um, the Guard of Honour, which chuckled uh, me, or made me chuckle even, if you want proper English. And, of course, the ovation to Stephen Gerrard. And uh, also, should we have had that Guard of Honour? And, in fact, should we have applauded Gerrard? All of these wonderful things will be answered in about three minutes. See you then. 
Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Okie dokie, we are back. I am Stamford Chidge and this of course is the Chelsea Fancast, which I hope you have been listening to on Mixler.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. If you have been, you are with a whole load of, well, actually a lot, of, about 10 people have buggered off because they obviously thought during the break that we'd finished. <laughs> come back. Don't you know? I mean, come on, we have to go, I mean, we're old. Well, some of us are and therefore we need to have a piss, <laughs> a piss and a fag at half time. But there you go. Anyway, we are back. So uh, for those of you who are still in here, uh, let's see Tony. Tony is bogging off because allegedly he is recording a podding shed tonight. Oh goodness, that's no. That's excuse. a very lame excuse. They could have yeah. waited until tomorrow. Can't can't you make the boy? Can't you make the Kaiser wait, mate? And he must be so hungover as well. You I saw him that, yesterday. I saw him yesterday, but I left. Yeah. Then I saw the photographs of what happened afterwards. It didn't look good. There we go, Tony. I hope your hangover is not too bad. But have a good podding shed, mate. Now, uh, it seems to me to be duty-bound to discuss the arguably more interesting things that happened in the game <laughs> yesterday, which, of course, didn't occur on the pitch, but in fact off it. And, of course, you know, the first thing uh, was the guard of honour. Now, before we get into the nuts and bolts of whether... Um, Tony's just said something very funny there. If it falls through, he'll be back. Yeah, I mean, I remember the time I was on the podding shed, Tony, that you sabotaged it. So, that I, <laughs> so just as I was getting into my, my you know... Getting my dander up and cracking a few good jokes, it all went pear shaped, you know. And I've never been back since. I, whether it's I was the, on it once, never invited back. Well, there you go. Maybe that's the, maybe that's what they do. They kind of yeah. dangle a bit of fame your way <laughs> and they take it away from you. Anyway, um, yes. Uh, I, I, to start off the argument about whether or whether we shouldn't have uh, had a guard of honour yesterday, hmm. um, particularly for the younger members of our panel tonight. Uh, uh, Charlie Um, (laughs) thanks did you know did you know Charlie because you see the thing is I think a lot of people have had the hump with it both Liverpool supporters and us to to a certain degree thinking it's some kind of you know vainglorious stage managed bullshit invented by Sky Sports right not true I know but allow allow me to tell you you you, allow you to tell me anyway Uh, I know for a fact not that I was there because I'm not in fact that old but Mm. in 1955 when Chelsea won the title uh, Man United, who in fact at that time were the Busby Babes, they gave Chelsea a guard of honour. Yeah. Did you know that in, 19, in April, on April the 30th, in fact, 1966, Chelsea at Anfield gave Liverpool a guard of honour mm. because they had just become t- Clive? And at that, on that occasion, Tommy Doherty apparently... Picked up a Liver- picked up a Liverpool flag and started waving it. Did he as part of the celebration? Yeah. Well, knowing Tommy was, Dock, he was probably yeah. drunk. Well, we, so know we'll <laughs> we know scouts in their history. Actually, so. you know, talking about talking about things like that uh, in my research because I basically know all these facts, not because I know them, Charlie. I actually did a bit of homework today because uh, I had this IBT article to do. Good but, for me. Um, the thing. Oh God, my phone's making noises. Go away. Can't. I wish people wouldn't text me when I'm trying to do a bloody show. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, amongst my research today, of course, actually I knew this story, but I'd kind of forgotten it. But when Leeds uh, sneaked out a very almost Chelsea-esque nil-nil draw at Anfield in 74 to win the title, um, Don Revy made the Leeds players, who were at the time Mm. celebrating at the 
Anfield Road end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And he made them all march towards the cop, which, mm-hmm. you know, certainly Ford have been heaving terraces, yeah. you know. And they mar- all, the, all the Leeds players marched towards the cop. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the whole ground went silent. And of course, in those days, you know, riot could have bloody happened. Mm-hmm. And as they got near the cop, uh, the cop just started singing champions, champions, champions. And this kind of mm-hmm. whole loving went on for 15 minutes. So, you know, what I'm saying is this whole kind of guard of honour thing yeah. is actually based on a lot of tradition. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. But anyway, I'm going to ask Dan first. Charlie, Charlie's like kind of like he's like risen. No, 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 he, Charlie's risen to his whole height of five foot seven, and he's about to like get in there. But I've d- d- denied I you, Charlie. I've denied five you. Five foot seven. I'm just I taking the piss. Back myself. I'm taller than you, Chid. Uh, yeah, but that's because I'm fatter than you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, what do you reckon, mate? I don't know. Um, if it happened, it happened. It didn't. It didn't. I mean, t- to me, it was it was a full time at Palace. And the players' reactions, that's what it's all about for me. I think the Palace, uh, Palace players should have given us a guard of yeah, honour off, off the, the pitch, pitch actually. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Charlie's, so, Charlie's. Yeah. I mean, because when, when the um, Liverpool won the league at us, when Doug Leach scored, I don't remember guard of honour then. It's, yeah. If it happened, it happened. If it didn't, it didn't. I won't lose any sleep over it either way. So I'm, I'm kind of sitting on the fence completely on this one. I don't give a shit, to be honest. No. It is, it is a bit weird, isn't it? Because you're yeah. right, there doesn't actually seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. I'm going to move my phone, because some the fucker keeps texting me. Right. Okay, um, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't... The perils are being popular. Anyway. Later, later. Sorry, Mrs. Chidge. Uh, no, she just doesn't mind. She, I think she has sympathy with them. Um, the, the, bottom, the, bottom line, the bottom line is is that you're right, actually, Dan. There is no rhyme or reason to it. And I mean, I know it's kind of something that's turned up a, a lot more recently, but mm. I just think it's interesting that, you know, it has been done mm. in the past, way before Sky Sports, but Charlie, I mean, I know you've been itching to no, clout, I do, clout no, me about I do, this. That's just my face. I, uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm a bit like Dan, really. I, I didn't really care whether it happened or not. And in fact, I, I know you kind of go on about like um, the was it Chelsea? Chelsea did one at Anfield. Yeah, sixty-six. Um, 66. Mm. Right. See, see, I when we were talking about it in in the office in the weeks leading up to this, I kind of argued the point that the times that I could remember, it was when you as the champions go to a club as the champions and then that club yeah. and their players and their fans and that club as a whole welcomes you as the champions. So I fully, ex- I would have fully expected one at West Brom. I didn't, I didn't actually see the need to do it. Yeah. I didn't see the need for Liverpool to do it. What I certainly didn't see the need for was blue carpet and flames. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was oh, a bit. I, I'll be honest. I thought I thought that was a bit small time and a bit naff. I've got to say, I've got to say, I Charlie. Think... Charlie, one of the funniest uh, and actually not for the first time, one of the funniest things I've seen on Twitter is usually CFC Callum. Yeah, but good mate said, of mine. He said, "Well, you know, mate, it was a bit bit League One there, wasn't it? Bit yeah. League One." And, and I just thought, that, "Well done, Callum." It kind of did sum it up. It was a bit. I'm like, well, no, I, I mean, if, if there's any relevance, it's professionals congratulating yeah. their fellow professionals yeah. and therefore showing some respect to yeah. the league as a whole yeah. no, and that's what it's yeah. about it's not about the, that bit's not about the supporters yeah mm. I, I agree with that I mean t- John Terry actually came out before and said he didn't want yeah. them to do it yeah. so I imagine this whole blue carpet and fireworks thing would have made him feel mm. very uncomfortable yeah. I think do that when, when you're going to lift the trophy or whatever yeah. there's still a game of football to be played yeah. don't wheel out carpets do you, and stuff. do you know like, what I, if, I, thought, I thought that was a bit naff if we had my way I'd have had the entire Liverpool squad out on the pitch bowing down and yeah, saying we yeah. are not worthy but that's the whole point isn't it I mean the, the whole thing was meant to be a kind of gesture of respect and whatever and it 
and we, we just wanted to see them clap us on. So it wasn't. It wasn't really the the other way, I mean, in rugby, which I don't like to mention very no. much, but what they do there we is. We don't recognise that sport I know, on this but, show, Clive. But they do do one thing. I've told Dr. Mark this for years. Mm. They clap people off the pitch. Mm. And that would have been better yesterday because I think clapping them onto the pitch actually set the tone for the day, which was yeah. you know, a little a bit, bit relaxed, bit a little fun, bit, a bit naff. Yeah. I'm just happy Joe would slip in the, in the yeah. line. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, no, I'd, I'd I always thought it was an, a thing a home team does yeah. for an away yeah. team yeah. visiting but, as champions. Like, but Loftus-Cheek che- Loftus exactly. has now had one more of those than Gerald <laughs> will ever have. So, so the ball boys. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I mean, you know, people think obviously quite rightly that I am an old curmudgeon, but I have to say that your, your, your arguments are all very, very persuasive and actually the one thing that uh, piqued my, my interest, Charlie, I actually did mention this in the article mm. that I could understand why people get so pissed off about it and actually... You know, when, when, you know, I, it's kind of almost, I mean, I think number one, I think your point was right. I think there was too much razzmatazz involved with it, and that's just cheap. Uh, I think secondly, it does smack a little bit of this absolute wankery invented by the FA and FIFA and UEFA about footballers having to shake hands before a match. Yeah. I think that is one of the most insidiously odious oh, things yeah. in football. Yeah. You know, they, they're kind of like absolute holy grail of trying to bring sportsmanship mm. and re- respect and friendship just, into football no handshakes after the game after the it, battle well, it's, it's very very well known that players like Terry and Gerard have immense respect for each other yeah. anyway don't yeah. try and I, falsify well, it yeah. one of yeah. the best things about the League Cup semi-final at Stamford Bridge was after the game mm. Costa and Skirtle yeah, that was yeah. a, that was a great and that moment. meant a lot more than them there were tongues soppy. involved as well there actually. were more than tongues <laughs> I think I said in the fan cast of time that is what football's all about you yeah. go into battle for 90 Kick minutes the shit out of and absolutely. then respect afterwards and then afterwards you know you think yeah you know what down the pub have a fag that's yeah. what it's all about although yesterday this was the interesting after, after the game yesterday we were outside the Fembra this black murk comes along with four people inside it, one of them was Sterling. Unfortunately for him, he got stuck at the red lights. <laughs> he took it quite well. Two minutes later, the Liverpool bus came along. No Sterling on board. I thought that was quite an interesting little... Yeah, he's, he's got to see his seven kids. Yeah, must have been, Alleg- must allegedly. It sounds a bit like that when the Man United coach came past the Finn. Actually, the Finn's becoming quite a great, great kind of mm. trap for somebody... Somebody's mobile is making a noise. It's not me, no. No, 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 one, wants, no one wants to talk to me. It's probably you. Yeah. Yeah, could, I, I, you know, I'm past caring. I mean, <laughs> look, the bottom line is, um, you know, I think it is nice that a bit of respect is shown for the side that's, you know, won a long, yeah. hard, arduous champions championship. I don't, mm. I don't think it, it, it is me. You know, if you're getting a text message or something, it'll tend to... So, yeah, I hear it in my headphones, basically. Mm. Anyway, you know, I think for a team that's won the championship, it's a long, arduous season. You know, if you won the champion, uh, you know, the Premier League, you are the best team. And I think that deserves a bit of respect from your fellow professionals. Of course but it does. But I love all of the other points you've yeah. made, and I think they're very persuasive. Okay, let's move on to something even more. <laughs> I mean, you know, this has really split uh, the Twitterati today yeah. and yesterday. Um, I'm going to move the question yes or no a bit down uh, down the list actually but I mean I wasn't there so in a kind of way I've, I've got off scot-free because I genuinely don't know what I would have done whether I would have applauded Gerard or not I certainly would have been singing have you ever seen Gerard win the league mm. and uh, you know Dennis Steve Gerard Gerard mm-hmm. he slipped on his fucking I would have I would and, have and he slipped when he wants and he slipped when he wants the irony of the whole thing was that 
he went off. He got a round of applause, and then two seconds later, Steve Gerrard, Gerrard, yeah. he stepped on his. I mean, I, the, the bottom line is though, Dan, I wasn't there, so I can't even. I don't know what I would have done. I, I tell you what, I get the sense that, um, and 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 there's a side of me that actually thinks it, that this was quite a good thing, actually, that in the spontaneity of the moment, the Chelsea sports understood what was going on, and it was quite a momentous moment. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think about Gerrard as an individual, or more pertinently as a Liverpool player. He has been one of the greatest players in the Premier League. Um, he was, you know, he, he also was a great player for England. I mean, I know you can counter the argument saying he never won anything, but then you could say the same about Frank Lampard wearing an England shirt, you or, know, or anyone in the last. That whole yeah, game, I mean, you know, he, he's a, he's a great. He was a great player for England. He's been a great player in the Premier League. Uh, he's also been, as Je- Jose said, a dear enemy, and we've we've enjoyed humiliating him and taking the piss and yeah. coating him off. For years, and we won't get the chance to do it again. And and I think I I, I can see I can understand in the spontaneity yeah. of the moment it was, that the Chelsea supporters uh, actually was, gave him an ovation. And I, and I you know I know was, that a lot of them have a lot of people Tritz and everybody like that have been absolutely frothing in the mouth about why we shouldn't have done it. But I kind of understand why it happened. Yeah. Although as I said, I wasn't there, so I don't know what I, I would have done. I it, it was created by the media, not the ovation. No, no, no. no well, I think no, that, they kind of, there was a, that there was, was spontaneous. A, it, there was a slow whip of applause, yeah. and suddenly as he went off the pitch, it got. A lot more kind of intense. Mm-hmm. So there was there's where I was sitting. There was like you know one man was, one man wasn't. So mm. it was, mm. take your Chelsea hat off. He does deserve respect for what he's achieved in his career. You know, yeah. I don't like him. Never have liked him. You take your Chelsea hat off. Put a football hat on. He's had a good career. And how, he, he, how he, he many dis- other players though have received that type but of acknowledgement? It was, but the, it was how many times have we had a player at the end of their career at the last time coming because it hasn't really happened I mean I remember, I remember Zola playing at Main Road and getting applauded off the yeah. pitch mm. there which was justifiable because mm. Zola was the type of person who didn't offend yeah. anyone Gerald isn't an offensive person it was an odious person. little yeah. you know but He's, I just think and whole, would you have clapped Teddy Sheringham who had a long no, distinguished I, I, career I, I, I can't I, compare Gerald and Sheringham and they're off Charlie <laughs> yeah well, well, I, Charlie, I, just, Charlie. I just think Stephen Gerrard is in the same kind of you know, interesting what Lamp, reaction Lampard gets with his last game for Man City because he Gerard, they're in the same kind of levels of outstanding mm-hmm. Premiership players. Who was City playing in their last match? Oh, no idea. Well, L- Lampard actually got a fantastic reception from the City fans because that, obviously that was his last game at Main Road. At, at the Main Etihad, Road. Oh, the, at the yeah, yeah. I, I just think Gerard Lampard. There's, there's <coughs> to get that sort of reception, they have to be an outstanding player. Because and they, the and play, they both play, were. They both players were. Players players go, but no, you know, there are very few Gerards, Lampards, yeah, JT. I agree with that. But will JT get a standing? It depends ovation. where he is. Depends well, where he, is. We, he ought. To, that, I mean, he ought to. He, he ought to. But we're not there yet, Charlie. I, I'm really interested to hear what I, you think I about think this. I think having been so gnarly about the guard of honour, I can't believe you'll no, be supporting the ovation. No, no, absolutely not. No, I, I think. Uh, it would have been very interesting to see what would have happened if we had three points less and we had to win that to win the league. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, not, I'm, I'm not sure everyone would have been quite so uh, in, in quite such good spirits. I think I, I, it, it was one of them. It was just it was kind of so spontaneous. I, I didn't. I just kind okay. of stood up, really. I, I, all right, I, okay. I, I didn't really know let, what was let, going let on. Let me ask you all a question. Yeah. You know, you were all there. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I get away with this one. Thank God for that. Uh, did you applaud uh, uh, Dan? I kind of was like one or two claps. That was. I thought, oh, what am I doing? Oh, God, wash my hands. That's a bit like being a little bit pregnant. Did yeah. you clap? <laughs> I, I, I gave a brief round of applause. About three claps. Okay, you clapped. Yeah, uh, Charlie. No, you me. didn't. I Five. S- I stood up to boo, and I started. Suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> everybody was standing up around yeah. me clapping. I couldn't no, bring no, myself. So you're a sheep. Right, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, Charlie sticks to his principles, and Dan's confused. Dan's getting Twitter abuse. I don't know if you're. Coming onto his um, 
I will, I will in a minute. I, just, I don't think I've really finished this point, actually. Just, just very quickly, yeah. Dan. You know, picking up on what Charlie said and, and not quite understand. I mean, I think actually Charlie's point is brilliant. That had we been losing that match, had the title been on the line, had there been something in that match, I can't, I, I'd, be, I'd be amazed if that had, have, would have happened. It just wouldn't have done. And the point that I made in, in, in the IBT article I've just done is that, you know, magnanimity is actually within the gift of champions. Mm. And it's kind of saying the same thing. We were all feeling cosy, you yeah. know. There was nothing on it. We 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 could be quite happily magnanimous, but I think well, as you're you're right, yeah. had there been something on it, I think the reaction might have been very different. I, yeah, I mean, it, it was at after the game. I thought, well, I, like I said at the time, I just kind of stood up and, and he kind of went off the bench, didn't really know what was happening. And then immediately there was that kind of Denver Bar song. And after the game, once everyone had kind of settled down, I thought, you know what, that was kind of the right way to do it. You know, show show, show a, a very good player a bit of respect mm. then also have the humour yeah. I think they got have, that have, 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 yeah. have the humour to do it yeah. and the, to the, do both sides of it the point that did make me laugh task was that Brendan Rodgers was claiming credit for standing ovation I thought the, the, I thought the, the, uh, I thought the Chelsea supporters applause of Gerard was outstanding, outstanding. they were outstanding <laughs> he, he put some voices um, as well I'm a bit on a short leash tonight I keep knocking the mic Otherwise, I don't know if we're going to talk about this later. Had he not had the TV reaction, which he did, mm. which we might be talking about later. Well, we are going to talk about the comments in a minute. Then yeah. would, I reckon if he'd come across and said, you know, thank you very much, Chelsea, we'll be having this debate. I think it's his reaction after the match in the interview yeah. that caused a massive stink because he was an absolute toe rag. But, you know, I, I, again, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I know a lot of, again, I, I saw on Twitter last night, you know, a bit of a Twitter meltdown about, ah, Dave Gerard coating all on Chelsea. I mean, uh, do you re- who cares? I mean, no, you know, he, he's an enemy. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, actually. You've, do you know been, what? Yeah, you've been screening obscenities in for yeah. 15 years. You can't... Exactly. I mean, uh, at least he was honest about it. You know, yeah. he doesn't like us. We don't like him. Fair enough. Yeah. i tell you what it made me think of, though, Clive. His reaction. Let, let's give Gerard the benefit of the doubt and say that he is actually not completely stupid and he has got a brain. But uh, politically, I thought what he said last night was spot on if you're Stephen Gerrard because it absolutely yeah. pandered to the Liverpool supporters. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And it kind of made me think, and this is a beautiful segue, Dan, you'll approve of this, because as we all know, Gerrard very nearly joined Chelsea in 2005. Uh, but of course he didn't because he was scared off by the Liverpool Mafia and the fact they might have burned his house down and all this kind of stuff and, you know, killed his family and all that kind Chop of stuff. His knees and, off. And, and, well, you know, exactly, kneecapped him. And and I just you know it, that's the first thing I thought of when I heard him so obviously pandering to the Liverpool supporters. Oh, absolutely! If it the same happened with John Terry, wouldn't we all rather like it if he did that? Yeah, yeah. media outrage. Yeah. Yeah. If if John Terry turned around and said, "No, fuck them, they're a bunch of wankers," <laughs> I, would, I would be yes, yes, JT. JT at Tottenham. Yeah. And that yeah. happened yeah. at the end yeah. of his career. Absolutely, absolutely. The whole the whole issue's got out of proportion because. Gerard came off, said we're crap supporters, coated us all off. Had he come mm. out and said, you know what, fair play to Chelsea, thank you very much, there'd be no massive Twitter outburst. Right. It would be like, you know, you clapped him, you didn't clap him, end of. That's that's why I think Twitter went mad because of what Gerard said. But mm. then on Match of the Day, he had a slightly different tone. I think he. he oh, so I didn't yeah. see Match of the Day. I think, what, did, um, what did he say on that? He, he, did, he didn't cut us off. He said, yeah, Chelsea fans were good, or something along those yeah, lines. Somebody had a yeah. word with him by yeah, then. Yeah. He hit the moment after the match. Yeah. Had he not said what he said. Here, like, here's a question for you, Dan. Are we going to miss him? Like diarrhea. <laughs> do we, no. do we that, miss- that sounded like Gerard's bloody yeah, post-match. No, if, 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 he's, not, he's, he's not a Chelsea player. I mean, I, you know, 
he, I think from a positive point of view, he's, he's a massive loss to Liverpool, yeah. which could only benefit us. I don't know, actually. I mean, for most of this season, uh, I mean, particularly when we've played, they might have been praying well, for Gerard to be playing maybe, because he's, he's just not the player he was. Charles, uh, Charlie, will we miss him? Um, from a Chelsea point of view, no. I mean, it's, it's, an, I mean, it's an irrelevant... I love mess. coating him off. I'm, that's well, yeah, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about him as a football player. No. I mean, I love seeing Gerard playing for Liverpool so that he could I, possibly score another no, goal for us or, think, or lay on a back pass or think, just allow us to completely yeah, well, coat well, him well, off. Well, I mean, he's got more assists than Quadrado for us. The funniest... I mean, the, the, Ooh, harsh but true. The best, the best quote of, of the whole of yesterday was um, Brendan Rodgers saying that Gerard's always been a thorn in Chelsea's side, which is absolute nonsense. Well, that was his... That was his second goal against us in 40 Thorn games. Prick. Um, <laughs> Ooh, so, so, you know, I, I think... from Putting my sort of journalist head on, I think English football will miss what who has been someone who's been a very good player, well, a great player in the Premier League mm. from a Chelsea point of view. It's, of it's irrelevant. I think Tritt's actually nailed that quite well in, in her uh, Irish Examiner, written by Brent, sponsored by Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> it's an outstanding... Damning read. It is but, terrific, terrific. But no, Trish nailed this, I thought, because I thought, I thought she introduced it really well and she said, uh, you know, basically she's ambivalent about Gerard. And I think, yeah. actually, you know what? That's the way to be. Yeah. I, I neither, neither, I care, I just don't care, really, about mm. him, you know. But uh, I thought it was very interesting what happened yesterday. Here's a question, question for you, Clive. Should he have signed for Chelsea? Personally, I think that he was better off at Liverpool where he could be a big fish in a relatively smaller pond. I don't think that he's a team player enough for Chelsea. Stevie me. I'm not sure that he would have buckled down under Mourinho and learnt to play as a team player. And in any event, Mourinho buggered off very shortly afterwards. Mm. He did try and sign him when he was at Inter and Real, apparently. Absolutely, Mm. but if he'd been at Chelsea, would he have managed through Avram Grant and all the other... Things that came after. Would he have been able to manage Avram Grant like John Terry and Frank Lampard did so well? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it point, would have been it? difficult. Yeah, also, we don't, I mean, Gary Cahill is a rare exception for us having a northerner in recent times. <laughs> yeah. and I'm not sure northerns do so well. Ross Turnbull. We don't. We, we, yeah, Ross <laughs> yeah. Turnbull won the European won the Cup. European Cup. Yeah, but we don't really do northerners. That's a really good no. point, actually. No. Yeah. Okay. I think that's enough for Gerard. He's had far too much airtime yeah, for yeah. my liking. Um, I'd like Agreed. to finish this part off with, with, with something that was, was, again, off the pitch, but uh, both hilarious and wonderful to behold in equal measure. But. Um, the uh, the TV coverage would make an, aw- an awful lot of uh, Diego Costa in the East Stand, mm. uh, you know, with the fans basically. Although in the East Stand, it's perhaps you know a bit of a kind of push to say fans. But I've, I've, I've always seen him more of a Gate Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of, I think the way he course, should be in Gate. You're right, man. He should be. You know, he would have been in the old uh, Gate Thirteen. The East Stand up yeah. customers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, but yeah. wonderful to see yeah. him doing that. And, yeah. and I mean, there was a point in, 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 in the match where he kind of left and they were kind of insinuating that uh, he was getting bothered too much, but he came back in the second yeah. half, yeah, so he was, clearly he was going for a half-time pint two early. Two missed four half-time. Yeah, exactly. He went down. Yeah. He knows what he was he up to. He brought his 12-year-old son with him. It's great to see, don't you think, Dan? Oh, it's great, yeah. I love it when players sit in the, you know, with, with, with real people. Like, mm. Ferreira's been... Sat near, yeah, he sat near yeah. Dan Banks a couple of times. Uh, apparently, Ross Turnbull still goes <laughs> he to games. He won't do that again. <laughs> yeah. But also, um, Czech was long watching the game with Carlo. Carlo. Oh, I love, I love Carlo. Great. One of my favourite keepers. He's brilliant. Why yeah. wasn't Czech on the bench yesterday? He had a slight injury. He had a, slight, a, okay. just a neck injury. Hand. I Hand, yeah. yeah. Just checking, because I really want to see him play against Sunderland. Yeah, I hope he's got to. He's got and to. I love him. Yeah. Marino said he's not going to play against Sunderland because he's not leaving. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's not, 
Well, I, I, I also hope that that's true. Um, the, the other thing that happened, I don't know if you're aware of this, Charlie, but you're a news hand, so I suspect you, you were, but apparently Ruben Loftus-Cheek walked down Fulham uh, Road did, yeah. after the game. He did, taking selfies and that with everyone. But not, was, not, not with me, I hasten to No, no, quite. Did he, did he have an interview with Sophie Rose on the Chelsea <laughs> Fans channel? <laughs> she was like, can you get me Oscar's I, number? I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's met Oscar now. Yeah, she has. Um, I've seen the pictures. Yeah, she, she, yeah. I, I won't comment on what she looked like because it'll be very rude. Uh, <laughs> but she looked very happy. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. If she was a bloke, she'd have had a stiffy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Charlie's looking at me in disgust, quite <laughs> rightly. I, I retract yeah. that filthy Doesn't comment. Doesn't quite to look on that bombshell about his um, colleague. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, um, there's lots of pictures on on Twitter of uh, of Loftus Cheek. Uh, Walking with fans, chatting with fans down Fulham Road afterwards. That's a great, a great yeah. thing to see, isn't it? Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I think he went to the Lily because he doesn't like the beer in the Finborough. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. poor choice. No, he probably went to the Lloyd's Bar. Actually. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's cheaper in the Lloyd's yeah. Bar, yeah. as we all know. <laughs> um, you know, one one thing I will say about that, and Clive will know this story, I'm sure, actually. But I, one of my favourite, favourite, favourite Chelsea stories is, you know, comes from the 80s when when actually a lot of the players would go to the games by tube, and very yeah. famously Pat Nevin. Got the tube up to uh, up to Tottenham, and uh, I think a, a Tottenham fan had a pop at him, and he punched him out. <laughs> got off the tube. Oh, Quality that. I mean, that, bring well it back. Well I say, well bring well it back. Well done, we. Yeah, you know, I, ju- I just we, thought we Pat was around yesterday. As was well. he really? Yep. Um, Kaiser Johnny had his photograph taken. No way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a picture of the. No yeah. way. I saw that. Did you know? And I think this gives me renewed hope because I do have Wee Pat's number, and it would be lovely to get him on a show one day. Not that he ever will, but. What I, what I what I found out what I this man he, he he's a he's a reporter for BBC Five Live he could yeah. speak the Queen's English God damn it <laughs> I know the SNP yeah. won all those votes Clive but there's no need to be so separatist I've about got a spy it. story for you as well All right okay <laughs> that'll have to wait till after the show okay. if it involves no, spy it, I know bad. it'll have to wait until after the show Anyway look did you know I only found this out the other week but Pat Nevin uh, his first digs when he was at Chelsea were in this very street. No, I didn't know. That's How brilliant. about those? That's that brilliant. is amazing. So if I if I phone Pat up and say, Pat, I need you to go and do a Chelsea fan cast on a Monday night with the boys. It's in it's in wherever it is because I shouldn't really say it on air, should I? Be, <laughs> there might be scousers listening. I wouldn't want them to burn yeah. the flat down. But I could say it's in it's in it's in it's in Chester Road. Maybe. <laughs> it's in it's in this road here, and you can you'll know where it is. You know, and oh, there we go. It's, it's not a really spy story. Okay, you know, Jonathan, had, tell me very quickly. Jonathan Sharp here from the Chicago. Yes, yes, spy came and stayed at him. When they spy was in Chicago, and he said he never stops talking. Spy, yeah. I've oh, been on the mm. show, mate. I yeah. know very well. Yeah. He, he said he said talking. he woke up at six a.m. and Spy was doing his show, shouting, getting mad. He's absolutely yeah, sneaker loopy. I love him. We'll get him back on one day. <laughs> I, pro- I I absolutely promise. Right, okay. Enough of all that nonsense. Uh, after the break, uh, we got the Ch- the weekly Chelsea fancast roundup. We are on the home straight. I can I can see three people looking at me, thinking, "Thank God for that." <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Footballfancast.com. Okay, welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the little bit shonky all over the place Chelsea Fancast tonight. And the reason for its shonkiness has absolutely nothing to do with my three wonderful guests who are. Uh, the brilliant Dan Silver, Hello, mate. the fantastic Charlie Skiller, also known as the Hurricane, <laughs> and uh, and the wonderful, uh, the 
Aerodite. I mean, you know, your your driver on the wing stuff is so brilliant. Words fail me, Clive. I can't think of a pithy word to sum up your. Actually, we didn't talk about that earlier. But what did you? What kind of bon mots did you come out with the weather report for the Liverpool game? I I was actually I played it down. I was very very gentle. I just talked about Liverpool being a city that wasn't perhaps so much. Its population might not be inbred, but the city certainly was. Looking a lot at the whole derivation of Scouse, I've been doing some research through academic theses on the whole subject. As, as you do, as you have to you when do. you've written about 20 different articles on Liverpool and trying to slag them off in 20 different ways. So it was really setting the tone for what Liverpool is and what it shouldn't be. Mm, good. I, I, I missed it this week, which is a great, great shame. But uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Clive is responsible for this brilliant piece of writing called Driver on the Wing which goes up on the Chelsea Supporters Group website, which is chelseasupportersgroup.net, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and basically what Clive does is he writes uh, what, on first glance, is apparently a, a weather report, but <laughs> is usually an absolutely withering... I finally found the word, Clive. No. It's a withering uh, coating off of whoever the rival supporters happen to be and, and why they are plebeian, I think, is usually a word that I would describe it. <laughs> Uh, yes. And, and it, then it kind of descends into a, uh, an attack on his own supporters for their lack of fashion sense, usually me and my hat. It's not an attack, it's just the whole essence of Chelsea is that they are the most stylish team. You can spot a Chelsea supporter a long way off compared with any other supporter. And they don't wear Capri pants or a man bun. Absolutely. <laughs> Nor red trousers. Nor red trousers. And uh, uh, when it ben first Reba. kicked off, it was Burberry long peak baseball caps, yeah, which yeah. were in a... So what is it? It's basically we are Chelsea and Chelsea. Is Remember, style. you are Chelsea. And Chelsea is style. That's it. I was talking to That's Pablo it. yesterday and suggested very stylish have, man. We should have a banner along. We were debating whether it should be on the west stand or east. the east stand. East, I think. So that the director's box see it, or the west stand, so the players see it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, players are going to see it. Have, have, yeah. have one on each. Have one on each. But remember. Yeah. Remember you are Chelsea and Chelsea is style. Remember you are Chelsea and Chelsea is style. And, and, and having read your stuff for, for quite a while now, actually, of all the things that pisses off the opponent or the rival fans most, it is that very statement. Absolutely. It really, gets, it really winds them up for some reason, doesn't it? Because Only because they jealous. know they don't have any. They're exactly. Okay, I, I'm, I'm really glad we went off on a tangent and talked to Clive about that because I do love his work. But remember, people, I mean, every, every game, Clive writes his driver on the wing piece, and I, t- I kid you not... It is the, one of the funniest bits of writing and really well written as well, unlike my garbage. Uh, it's got long, <laughs> long and proper words and he even does homework and research, unlike your Uncle Chid. <laughs> anyway, enough of all of that. Uh, it's now, uh, if you're not sick and tired of my voice already, you are going to be after the next 20 minutes, I assure you. It is time for the usual uh, bit of roundup. Uh, now, um, CFC UK, of course. There are only two more games, one at home against Sunderland and one away at West Brom next Tuesday. Monday, sorry. Uh, and, of course, you can still get the last issue of the season uh, from, the C- uh, from the CFC UK store, which, of course, is opposite Fulham Broadway Tube. And uh, if you just wander around uh, somewhere in West Bromwich before the game, you'll probably see, hear somebody going, hurry up, it's only a pound! And that would be uh, Mr. DJ himself. Uh, so get it there. Now, you lot who uh, listen to this show in uh, North America, which I believe uh, is technically the term for Canada and the USA. It is. And, it Mexico. Is. and Mexico. And Mexico. Oh, there's probably a few listeners in Mexico. Um, anyway, if you, can't, if you want to get uh, a real live copy of CFC UK, 
you can actually get it by following this uh, Twitter account, which is at CFCUKUSA. And if anybody's interested in getting a, a copy of the fanzine, contact Dan Lundberg on Twitter at D Lundberg lower uh, what is it um underscore underscore thanks dan i always get that wrong uh, that's d lundberg l u n d b e r g underscore now if you're going on the summer tour if you're in the states and you're on the summer tour then you can uh, look out for a copy of the cfc uk fanzine before and after the matches details on where to purchase one on the tour and how to subscribe for next season will be posted on the at cfc uk usa account now uh, if you can't get, if you don't, you know, if you can't do all of that, it's easy to get a digital copy because all you have to do is go to cfcuk.net and you can download it. Dan, you were putting your hand up. No, no, scratching. No, okay, you're scratching. scratching. Yeah. Just, just checking. <laughs> I, would, I would hope for you not to feel included. Now, um, as many of you know uh, from last week, if you were listening, we were supposed to have the wonderful Paul King Canners Carnival on the show. Indeed. But he went mysteriously AWOL. Um, I can reveal exclusively that he's all right. There's no uh, no dramas or anything. He, he didn't forget. He had uh, he had some family stuff to deal with, so he had to do that. But I, I've spoken to him since, and he's all right. Uh, it was a shame because, of course, it would have been the last opportunity to get him on the show before he went off to Atlanta in Georgia uh, in uh, the United States of America, which is where he's off to next. Uh, and I've got a lovely message from the brilliant Brenda, uh, to say, could you please plug our event one last time? Every little bit counts, and it would be much appreciated. Uh, it's coming up now, next Saturday, May the 16th, 4pm at RERA, that's R-I-R-A, Irish pub, in Atlanta. Uh, now, next week, Canners will be taking part in Soccer in the Streets as the captain of the Atlanta Chelsea Supporters Club team, as well as doing a Q&A night, and uh, they have coordinated all of that with the RERA Irish pub. And, of course, as Brenda says, Canners has got a lot to offer from talking with teenagers and doing a skills clinic for the younger children to sharing his amazing story of overcoming adversity, dealing with abuse from his fans and even his own teammates. His presence in, the, uh, in Atlanta will not only help promote football in a city with an upcoming MLS team, but it will also help a charity dedicated to empowering undeserved youth through soccer, character development, mentoring and employability programs. Sounds great stuff. Um, apparently, as well as Canners, uh, Stephen Ewan, who's an actor in the Walking Dead series, shot in Atlanta. I'm getting nods of recognition here. I feel a bit like Judge Pickles. I have no idea who he is. No, um, Edgar Davids, I do know who that yep. is. Yep. Uh, Steve Archibald, <coughs> no, <thanks. coughs> I obviously know who that is. And Carlos Bocanegra, who I do yeah, know. He, he, yeah, as as uh, he apparently, well, as it says here, Brenda says he played for the U.S. men's team or the U.S.M.T. Yeah. It always makes me laugh when I see that. Yeah. The Yank going, USM... It's like Usment Usment or something. What are they talking about? It's the US men's national team. Usment. Yeah, very odd. Yeah, but then they call football soccer. POTUS, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so all of that lot are going to be... Oh, apparently Bocanegra is the future coach of the Atlanta MLS team. That I didn't know. What are they going to be called? The Atlanta what? Um... I don't know. The Atlanta Some. Hurricanes, maybe? <laughs> Sponsored by Charlie Skillen. Anyway, if you want more information on this fantastic event, and if you are in their manner, you should go, because it sounds like a cracker. And if you get the chance to meet Canners, if you've, if you've listened to a show where he's been on the, on the show, he, he is without doubt one of the loveliest, loveliest people you'll meet. He's brilliant fun. Anyway, if you want more information, all you have to go uh, is to this website, which is accounts.soccerstreet.org forward slash Canners11. I commend it to you. 
Now we have a bit of uh, a bit of co- co-respondence. What have you got there, Dan? Atlanta Silverbacks. Atlanta Silverbacks. There you go. Oh. Uh, okay. Me, well, I was going to say it could could have been named after any one of three of us. Okay, Charlie got away with it. Um, now, who? Okay, hands up. Who wants to read the correspondence this week? Don't all right. Okay, no, no, just you. You he did put his hand up. He did put his hand up. But Charlie put his hand up first. Yeah, we'll 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 alternate. Okay, let me tell you what. Okay, you got to read that one out, and then those are two tweets, and you read those out. All right, it's that simple. Jonathan couldn't get this right. That's why I'm having to tell you. Greetings, Stanford Chidge. Hello, new listener to the pod from Houston, Texas. We'll be visiting SW6 next weekend and need to find a place to watch the match against West Brom. Where is the only place to be on an away Monday night? Cheers, Ryan Costello. Excellent. That's Ryan Costello. Lovely to hear from you, Ryan. Of course, the only place to be is at the Hawthorns watching the flaming game, isn't it? But being but. Ryan Costello, not Elvis Costello, because Elvis Costello wouldn't want to go to Chelsea. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Cuppers will probably in the Fimbra. Well, I imagine. yes, I mean, funny you should say that, Dan, because uh, uh, Mrs. Chidge announced yesterday that uh, she wants to come up to London on Sunday night, uh, which means I don't have Sky here. So that means I will be in the Finborough Arms on Monday night watching Chelsea beat and West Brom. Myself and Ross Mooring should be as well. So that's me, you... Ross well, Mooring, Ross Mooring, salary yeah. is nothing to be scared of. I'm sure Pablo, maybe. Pablo, we're all going to be in the Fimber Arms. Sam Poplet, maybe, if he's around. Sam, are you going to, you, go, you at the game? I'm at the Hawthorns, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're a proper fan, not, yeah. not like us plastics, mate. Yeah, exactly. Clive? I'll be sitting at home. On, you'll be watching on Sky, mate. Watching on Sky, do you know the email while I'm doing it? Yeah, I, I, would, I would have been at home in Winchester, but uh, the missus decided yeah. to come up, so I, I'm, I'm going to be in the pub. Cool, I'll see you there. Well, you email us again your details and we'll give you a call. Yeah, Ryan, I, I've, I mean, Ryan emailed that in, so what I'll do, if you haven't listened to the show between now and next Tuesday or Monday, Ryan, I will email you, but basically me and the lads are going to be in the Fimbra, so come and join us, get drunk, watch the game, be great fun. And then the next one is from, it's a tweet from Christian, who's at Mr. C.H. David. I was a Chelsea fan virgin until this evening. I'm sorry. An amazing if, if, if show. That, if you say that, as a man who grew up with the young ones, we all have to go, virgin, 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 virgin. virgin. Is he sure? It's right, he hasn't mistweeted like the wrong show. No, he hasn't. No, no, no. no. You might want to take that from the top again, because I interrupted uh, so rudely. Sorry, I'll read it again then. I was a Chelsea fan virgin until this evening. An amazing show, lads. And then Kev Tembo, who's at Kem- Kev Tembo, says... Chelsea fancast number 318 was awesome. Mixler was great. At Stamford Chidge, et al, top notch. Enjoyed meeting and expanding my Chelsea family. Well, there we go. That's lo- I tell you yeah. what, that's lovely to hear, not least because Kev Tembo is in here again this week. So we didn't, we didn't put, you know, put him off. That's so really Clearly we didn't put him off, otherwise he wouldn't have written such a lovely yeah. tweet saying how lovely we are. Right, okay, we're, it's time to go nearly, people. Very sorry, it's uh, been a bit all over the place tonight. But uh, before I do, uh, my last shout-out to anybody who would like to join me uh, on Mimi TV in about 20 minutes, half an hour's time. I, I tell you what, should we say half past nine? There we go, I'll set a date on it. Half past nine, I will start the Chelsea Fancast warm-down. See what I've done there, Charlie? I like it. Yep. Yeah. So we have a bit of a warm down, which means that you, if you've got a laptop or a desktop computer with a webcam and a mic, 
you can go in there, a bit like Google Hangouts. So, you know, I get to see you and you can see me and hear me and we can mm. have a bit of a chat about what we've discussed on the podcast tonight and all that kind of stuff. Are we still going to rub deep heat on each other, yeah? Uh, <laughs> I'm just wondering whether I should do that before <laughs> or after. Should I do that before or after? I, I might not be capable of doing it if, if you do that before, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, if only Sophie was still on the show. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah, come and join me. It's great. I mean, all those that have been in there have actually really enjoyed it. It's great fun. We have a nice chat, and it's a bit more relaxed than this, and we, we can talk about some interesting stuff. If you want to do this, all you have to do is go to uh, TV. Uh, log in or sign up to do that because uh, you need to do that if you want to join in and then go and have a look at the mimi.tv forward slash schedule scroll down and click enter early or watch uh, on the Chelsea Fancast tab then click enter me chat uh, which is our live broadcast and you should be able to watch us live desktop or laptops only as I said and if you've got something to say you can actually request a chat and you will have a prompt to click uh, an allow button and then you click request to go on stage. I'm sure we can figure it out. There's other people who are in Mixler who have been on it before. There, yeah, Mike's in tonight, and uh, you know he knows what's what. Although he's saying he might have to fight for the computer. Don't, yeah, fight, fight for that computer, Mike. <laughs> Don't take any shit. Anyway, um, you'll see an avatar at the bottom of the screen turn from red, uh, turn red from blue, and then we'll be able to put you live onto the show. Uh, now, if you can't do all of that, you can still kind of join as a guest and you can actually watch what's going on and you can still participate because you can just write kind of instant message type posts and I'll read them out and join you in that way. Great stuff. Now, uh, make sure uh, during the week, if you want to get a mention on the show, just send in uh, an email uh, to chelseafancast at gmail.com or, of course, tweet me at chelseafancast and I'll read them out, particularly if they're saying nice things about this show or horrible things about Jonathan. Of course. <laughs> they always get moved right up the list. Uh, but no, I'm always, always good to hear from you, and I do like reading them out. So there you go. Right, next week uh, uh, we will be on air on Tuesday night, not Monday. I wonder why that would be, Dan. Mm, West Brom away, possibly? Yeah, we'll be in the Fimbra Arms yeah. on Monday night, getting yes, drunk and watching Chelsea. Oh, that rules out a live podcast, then. It, well, you know what? We could, you know what? I've got, because I've known Jeff. I've got, I've got Wi-Fi. Uh on on you know yeah. i've got the, the you know i've got internet access it's, at the it's good enough for the uh, meeting wasn't it so i yeah so i could take my phone and we could do just a live shambolic i mean like do a podcast but not a podcast yeah. they could just kind of listen into us getting drunk and watching the game I'm that might to, be quite a giggle <laughs> from america <laughs> charlie's not interested in that yeah. no. ross, ross will be there pavel will be there charlie actually that would be great I, you know charlie I, I need to set you i need to put you right here son yeah, all right okay we all did a podcast when, in the early days of mixland when we found out we could get an app for it on our phone okay. we did a show at putney station and then we went off for a curry as we quite often did in those mm-hmm. days and I went off for a piss, as you do. And then Darren grabbed my phone and figured out how he could do a live broadcast. <laughs> Didn't tell me. And then had the phone on the on the table going. And we just, you know, doing what we would normally do after a show, getting more drunk, having a curry. And apparently the people at Mixler heard it and said it was the funniest thing they've ever heard. Oh, <laughs> we had no, I had no awesome. idea we were doing a show, but Darren did. And he just like, had a, So, you know, you would be surprised. You would like be it. surprised. Like anyway. It. We won't get a connection of the Hawthorns. Do you know what? I suspect you won't. Did you know? Here's here's a random chidge fact. Did you know that the Hawthorns is the highest ground in the country? No, I didn't know that. That's fascinating. I have to bring that into my weather report then. There we go. 
Uh, I, I like the Hawthorns actually. Yeah, it's, good, ground. Good yeah. Ground. Yeah. it's also apparently Great not day. in Birmingham, which apparently isn't in the north of England. Or so I keep being informed. No, mate. Everybody knows that north of Watford is. Bloody it's right. the north. It's smoke, yeah. isn't it? You know, mate. When I grew up in, you know, having grown up in Hampshire and Winchester, we used to say north of Stockbridge was the north. I normally class kind of places like Winchester as the north because they're outside London. On the basis <laughs> that everywhere outside London is north. Where were you born? Epsom. So, oh, actually, I was born in Hampton. That's it, right? I yeah. remember Hampton Prick. Sorry, where? <laughs> no, Hampton Court. Okay, oh, Hampton Court, <laughs> darling. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Don't know why Steam we got to take off Okay, I think it's probably about time we went off because I think we went off a long time ago, to be honest. But there you go. Um, as I have said already, uh, we will not be broadcasting on Monday night next week. We will be broadcasting on Tuesday night instead. And of course, we will be talking about the West Brom Chelsea game and anything else that happens this week uh, to do with Chelsea. So uh, uh, don't forget to tune in uh, next Tuesday and join me, Dr. Mart, and Jonathan Kidd. Oh, God, those two together. It could be a nightmare. I can't wait. Anyway, don't forget, follow the show on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast, and, of course, make sure you check out the great blogs on the website. And if Clayton's still in the house, if Goalie59 is still listening, I'm really sorry, Clayton, I haven't put your blog up yet, but I will try and do it tonight, okay? If not, tomorrow morning. I'm sorry, I've had a very, very busy week. Uh, But anyway, lots of blogs on there, including the ones from Clayton, uh, of course, you've got all the information on how to listen and to download the show. And, of course, don't forget, join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And uh, my weekly uh, International Business Times article should be up, I think. If it isn't up there now, it'll be up there tomorrow morning. Uh, and, of course, follow them at IBE Times UK Sport. And, of course... There is my last monthly one in the current issue of CSU UK. Enough, enough, enough. I've actually, apart from the horribly shonky start, Dan, where it was all a bit frustrating, I've had a lot of fun tonight. Fantastic show. You enjoyed yourself? Love it. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Very happy. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I I always think that when, you know, don't let the football get in the way of the football, you know? Yeah. And I think think the fact the match was pretty kind of... I, I never got my gag in, did I, earlier on? You know, I said this in the pub. I, I'm sorry, people, particularly Yanks out there who will love this. My, my, feeling, oh, yeah, on, my yeah. feeling on the on the game and the Premier League is that basically we should adopt the American rules here. So the minute that Chelsea won the title, which they did against Crystal Palace the other week, then the whole league should have stopped there yeah. and then. And then yep. you wouldn't have these meaningless games. Uh, thanks for coming. Bye. Yeah, you know, and yeah. then if you, if you happen to be in the bottom three, then tough. That's yeah. it, you went down. If you hadn't quite managed to scrape into the top four, then tough. That's Bye. it. What do you uh, think, Clive? Uh, and Sky could put out a, re- a retrospective on Stephen Gerrard's career or yeah, something. Yeah. That's or right. Weekend that's after right. weekend. Or just Liverpool winning the Champions yeah. League again or whatever they do, you know. In fact, actually, we should make it part of the contract that when that happens, when it's Chelsea that win the title, that they should play uh, the Munich uh, Champions League final every day as a mark of respect instead of the Guard of Honour. That's what they should do. That would do. be nice. That would be good. So, what do you think about my plan? Is, it, is that a go? Next season is on. Can I expect you to write about this in the Mail Online? Isn't that a proof? Possibly. I think I think Lee would love it, yeah, mate. You yeah. know, Lee would love it as a West Ham. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pitch it tomorrow. Yeah, it's a great idea. But no, Dan, it's been brilliant having yeah, you on the show as here. always. Good to see you back, and uh, thanks for looking after um, Mike yeah. in the pub. Uh, on Sunday because I couldn't go there yeah. Yeah, we'll be briefly yeah. Charlie it's, it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure to have you back oh, on the it's show been mate. awesome to be back thank you very much Josh. now we have missed you we, we, we miss your insight and intelligence you know, <laughs> makes up for my lack of both uh, Clive you old tinker you it's great to see you again it's lovely to see you without your cap on uh, yeah, well, I took it out. I took it off. It's like, it kind of like no. Chidge's version of a guard of honour for you, Clive. I, 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 took, I was really touched. Yeah, I took my Your cap off as a mark of respect. Thick tweed hat on a hot summer's day, almost. Yeah, yeah. I know, and it gets a bit warm.
form, actually. I just imagine it would. I'm going to have to revert to baseball caps from now on. Oh dear. Back yeah, I've got Perhaps. a lovely Burberry one. Put a little cycling it. caps. That would suit you nicely. No, I'm not a cycling cap sort of a man. That's the, that's the kind of thing you wear with your kind of very very tight lycra shorts when you go cycling club. Oh, of course. Yes. One day I'm going to get pictures with which I can blackmail you with. I have enough on here. <laughs> that's what I love about all of my friends. Like me, they have absolutely no shame. Otherwise, if they did, they wouldn't be on this show, would they? Um, brilliant to have all you th- uh, you three on the show tonight. I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been great to have you all on. Uh, massive, massive thanks out to the uh, going out to the the Mixilla Massive, who uh, all bar um, eight people who have disappeared, who, who I will now go back and find out who they were and blacklist, <laughs> uh, have have stayed with the show manfully in spite of the fact we've had a few issues tonight. I love you all to pieces. You're great. Um, okay, right. Uh, as I said, many thanks to the guest and many thanks to you lot. Uh, thanks for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Up the chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.